plots of land and the starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off forever, but I ask you please. Don't fence me Monday, everybody. Good morning, this morning. Good morning, this morning. How is everybody? Oh, there we go. One more beat. Did it right there. One more little tap on the brightness scale. Ought to do it. Lighting in here seems different this morning. I don't know what that is. Kaysen might be in a little bit later on. He said he'd pop in. I'm I'm wondering if... I'm wondering if... John McCain is Mark Kaysen's new favorite Republican. Like he is everybody else's now. Are you guys ready for a whole week of... Of Trump bashing disguised as McCain loving, I'm just wanting you to know that. I mean, uh, and again, I've, I I realize that that uh, I want to be properly uh, reverential. I want to be properly okay, obviously on the on the on the death of uh, John McCain. And I, I get it, and I understand it is um, sad, and that is true. And I, I although, and I, I know that John McCain is a hero. And I do believe that is true, a military hero. I, I do not think as a lawmaker he has been great. Uh, just because he's been there a long time doesn't make him amazing. And I know that there are at least people who currently are working at Scott Air Force Base who are still running around in rickety 
air refueling planes. And a lot of that is because John McCain got in the way of some of that military funding. So I, I get that too. We have McCain Feingold, which has had mixed effects on this country. And we have uh, a situation where McCain has been and, and was before this, the senator was, uh, very obstructive to the president and did, did not I, – I don't know whether he voted for Donald Trump. I don't think he did. And he had a uh, – he had some kind of angst for Donald Trump and, and he got in the way. He was very obstructive. So on that level, you know, obviously I, I – Obviously, you're always – it's always horrible when someone who – someone dies of cancer or dies, period. It's it's not – it's a sad time. It's a time to reflect on their lives. And John McCain, I'm sure, you know, raising kids and, and, and being the soldier that he was and all these things play into the mosaic that represents a – uh, a guy who has served his country admirably and, and honorably, uh, but let's just assess it for what it is. He was obstructive as well, and and of course constantly was out there jabbering on about the negative aspects of President Trump's policies and those kinds of things, and was kind of part of that whole never Trumper movement. And I think there was a certain level of envy on his part when he when president trump was was there uh, and running because of the performance that he made in 2008 and so i i'm just saying that that i'm not i'm not this is i'm not going to suddenly turn into a mccain supporter right now i mean and and and, the, and, the, and unfortunately this week is going to be just filled with it's sad because they're not really as much reflections on McCain as they are using his death and him to to bash President Trump. That's what this will be about. I mean, Jake Tapper, he's on CNN. He was talking about this whole whole thing, and and uh, let me let me get him up, up on here. So exciting uh, because it was so uh, you know bootstrapped and unlikely, and he really. He would have won, I think, had, you know, he crushed uh, George W. Bush in 2000 in the New Hampshire primary, the South Carolina primary. He, he, I, I voted for McCain in 2000 in the primary. I, I supported McCain over Bush, whether you knew that or not, but yeah, I, I voted for him in 2000 in, in the primaries. It was 10 days later. If it had been three or four days later, I think McCain mm -hmm. might have ended up with the nomination. Yeah. And Amanda, for, for a younger generation of conservatives, what does McCain mean? And I, I can't help but think that, like, part of the reason why. Oh, come on now. They put they, they put these ads right in the middle of the. Uh... There's such reverence for him today is because of who's in the White House right now. Let's there's go, such reverence for him today. Let's, let's go back. I'll go back here. Why there's oh. such reverence for him today is because of who's in the White House right now. Because you think, of course, there's reverence for him today because everybody's hearkening back to the days when, oh, those were the days when there were good Republicans out there. You know, uh, Donald Trump has just ruined the party, and John McCain represents this time in the 
party where all was good and they they were our favorite Republicans. Remember when Joy Behar said that about, I think, Romney or McCain or he's my favorite Republican, which is always the 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 major league warning that's coming your way is when the Democrats or the liberals say that some Republican is their favorite Republican. Polar opposites. Yeah. I came to Washington in 2005 and spent the majority of my career before I came to CNN working as a reporter in the Senate and then as a staffer in the Senate. And you could not be in those buildings and not feel John McCain's presence. He was the guy when the tourists came and he walked through the halls, everyone craved. This is Amanda Carpenter, who is a never Trumper, who worked for Ted Cruz and who was partially responsible for advancing this horrible Melania hooker, that kind of thing during the primary campaign. This is this is Amanda Carpenter, just so just so you know. To see him Mm -hmm. and you just felt him every time he entered the room. And I am thrilled that Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has proposed renaming the Russell building, the John McCain building, because I hope every person who served in those buildings feels his heroic presence for years and years to come. Yeah, she, and, she, and this is Amanda Carpenter, who I guarantee you only really actually liked her when there was – liked McCain when he hated Donald Trump. That's pretty much how the whole thing worked out. And you realize, too, that the New York Times uh, that posted a – obituary for John McCain on Saturday evening basically basically saying that they had the utmost admiration for John McCain but I hope you remember when John McCain ran in 2008 and when he was at that time seen maybe as a moderate or a maverick uh, by other outlets uh, and certainly was a uh, was a favorite in the Republican primaries, but when he became the only one who could possibly topple Barack Obama, the only one who could keep our first black president from becoming a reality, the reporters really turned on him quite a bit. I mean, I know there's all this laudatory praise of him right now with the New York Times, but they were downright hostile to John McCain at the time of 2008 when there was a possibility that McCain could upset their little plan to have our first black president. They called him possibly too old. They even talked about him being constitutionally ineligible for office. Now, even before there was the birther movement regarding Barack Obama, there was a birther movement regarding John McCain since he was born in Panama, essentially. His parents, and and obviously we made it clear that if your parent is a U.S. citizen and and you're born somewhere else, you are still a U.S. citizen. Nonetheless, they questioned whether or not he could actually be in office and hold office. And they also called him a warmonger with hints of racism and accused him of having an affair with a lobbyist and who spread the anti-Obama falsehoods on the campaign trail. Here's, here's just a couple of the New York Times attacks on McCain back in 2008. Just a couple of them. 
when now you're seeing them lauding him as the anti-Trump, they couldn't stand this guy back in the day. Here's one. Here's an article. The quest to win the presidency in an age when he would be too old to be a commercial airline pilot or even a judge in some states has already led Mr. McCain to adopt a more grueling campaign schedule. They even suggested that McCain could die in office at the time. This is an article written in 2008. Then they also suggested that McCain was ineligible because he was born in the Panama Canal Zone. I said Panama, but the Panama Canal Zone. And they referred to him as a warmonger in one article. He's developed a reputation as a warmonger. They called him a liar during the 2008 campaign. They suggested he was a racist in the 2008 campaign. If Mr. McCain wins Pennsylvania, it would keep him alive and scramble the picture for Mr. Obama, and it would lead to grave pronouncements about racism and the so-called Bradley effect of whites not being honest about their preference to pollsters. And they accused McCain, the Obama folks did, of playing the race card when there were ads likening Obama to a Hollywood celebrity. And they talked on and on about how John McCain was in some ways a racist or what have you. And this is the same, this same newspaper that basically is going to laud him now the way the other media outlets have done. And I'm not saying that John McCain was a racist or that he had an affair with a lobbyist or that he was the bad guy that the New York Times portrayed him to be. But that doesn't mean I'm going to suddenly believe them when they tell me that he's the superior Republican and so far better than Trump. And boy, do we wish we had John McCain back because they didn't, they don't, but they will say it anyway, just as a means of uh, attacking President Trump. And this will, there's going to be a whole week of this. You know, John McCain... You would think that the guy was a former president the way they're going to treat him in D.C. And again, I'm not intending to promote somehow some disrespect uh, for John McCain. But I really am not looking forward to listening to a week of how superior Republican John McCain is and how inferior a Republican Donald Trump is. Scooters, what are we going to Palin says about him? She says he's a great guy. She mourns it. What do you think Sarah Palin's going to say? Yeah, thanks a lot for trying to throw me under the bus in your memoirs, John McCain. Rest in peace. Like, what do you think Sarah Palin's going to say? What do you think anybody's going to say? I mean, you know, in, in cases like this, nobody's really honest about what they I mean. You, you kind of have to do certain things when someone like John McCain dies. It's kind of like when you criticized him for anything he might have said about somebody. You always hit the preface by saying that he's an American hero because you you couldn't really attack him. And I I wouldn't want to attack the guy or or smear him 
while he's dead, but I mean, I, I did smear him while he was alive, so I, I'm, I'm not, I have no qualms about saying bad things about him when he's dead. I don't know what, I think he was destructive. Uh, I think he was destructive to the party. I think he was part of the problem that Donald Trump has tried to resolve. I think John McCain was there a long time, and anybody there a long time is partially responsible for where we are or where we were to the point where Donald Trump has had to come in and fix it. And I think that John McCain was part of the part of the swamp. I think that he cozied up with a lot of Democrats. And I think that we got bad trade deals. We never got any lowering of taxes. I know here in the St. Louis area, Scott Air Force Base constantly complained about the fact that John McCain was standing in the way of getting defense spending passed and moved along so that they could get new air refuelers. I remember, I wonder if they're still doing that over there at Scott Air Force Base. Are they still using in the air refueler wing airplanes from 1970? I I don't know. So it's, again, I I understand we have to say certain things and, and we will. And 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 because you can't take many of the heroic aspects of John McCain's life away from him, uh, but and I I wouldn't want to do that. But in assessing him as a politician and as a, as a person and as a representative, uh, I have to say that he gets a C at the most, and and that's just the way it is. I'm not quite sure that there's anything legislatively and lastingly that John McCain has done. I, I, I'm, not, I'm trying to figure out like what, what is it that he has done other than being been around a long time. And, and believe me, I, I voted for him for president. One of my favorite shirts I still have is a, is a bikers for McCain shirt. I was out there campaigning for him and talking about him and defending him and everything else. I was there with him. I was, I was, I was up there with him. I, did, I, I supported him. And what did I get just about a year ago? I got a guy writing a book, his memoirs, throwing his partner under the bus, Sarah Palin. Acting like somehow she was the one who was responsible for his loss, that she dragged his ticket down. And I, I said at the time, and I'll say it again, that if he would not have gotten nearly as many votes as he got had he not had Sarah Palin on there. So to a certain degree as a man and as a as a person, it's disappointing when people do that. It's it's disappointing when people throw people under the bus, people who've worked really hard for them and 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 who like Sarah Palin dragged into a race that maybe she wasn't even prepared for, but she was there to Save McCain's ass. I mean, I think there's 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 some this idea somehow that if it weren't for Sarah Palin, John McCain would be our next George Washington. I'm, I, where is anybody getting that idea? 
Sarah Palin was a huge boost to the ticket, regardless of what you think about her. And had it not been for her, John McCain would have received the, the drubbing of a lifetime. But yeah, I mean, this is coming from somebody who voted for John McCain in the 2000 primary and who would have supported him for president had he run ran in 2000. I thought he was a far superior candidate to, to, uh, to G.W. Bush. I didn't think G.W. Bush was all that, didn't come across as all that smart to me. And, and, and John McCain did. I, so I supported him in 2000. But nonetheless, John McCain has not been a huge boost for the Republican Party. He's been an obstructionist for President Trump. He's been the reliable anti-Trump guy in the news media when he was not sick. And then even in his memoirs, he still says crappy things about him and throws Sarah Palin under the bus. So I, I'm and, – and I've been told uh, that, that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. And that's kind of hard to do in, in this genre – and but I will I will try to do that as we move on through the week with John McCain, because I don't want to sit there and just drag the guy through the mud. But I'm not looking forward to the party all these people are having that really basically is is only because he's attacked President Trump. And and again, I will replay this from Jake Tapper, who talks about it explicitly in this interview uh, on the on the State of the Union. So check this out here. Campaign was so exciting uh, because it was so uh, you know bootstrapped and versus Jay Carney kind of referring to the 2000 campaign. And he really he would have won, I think, had you know he crushed uh, George W. Bush in 2000 in the New Hampshire primary. The South Carolina primary was 10 days later. If it had been three or four days later, I think McCain might have ended up with the nomination. Yeah. And Amanda, for, for a younger generation of conservatives, what does McCain mean? And I, I can't help but think that like part of the reason why there's such reverence for him today is because of who's in the White House right now, because they're polar opposites. Yeah. yeah. There's Amanda Carpenter at the State of the Union, and Bill Crystal, two vile, disgusting never-Trumpers in the same show. Now, of course, Amanda Carpenter didn't take the time to attack President Trump directly, but she talked about how, you know, she could still smell McCain's cologne in the building. She was so, you I came to Washington in 2005 and spent the majority of my career before I came to CNN working as a reporter in the Senate and then as a staffer in the Senate. And you could not be in those buildings and not feel John McCain's presence. He was the guy when the tourists came and he walked through the halls, everyone craned their neck to see him. Mm-hmm. And you just felt him every time he entered the room. And I am thrilled that Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has proposed renaming the Russell Building, the John McCain Building, because I hope every person who served in those buildings feels his heroic presence for years and years to come. And just wait until they rename the building and then give it give it about two months when they start to rename the building and they'll be back to what they did in the New York Times by, and call, why would you rename a building after a racist like John McCain? 
Now, Amanda Carpenter, by the way, she, John McCain didn't like Ted Cruz. I hope Amanda knows that. She was a little Cruz bot out there and did some really terrible things to Melania Trump and behind the scenes. And she hates you, by the way. She can't stand you. But Amanda Carpenter, her favorite guy, Ted Cruz, John McCain thought that Ted Cruz was a an obstructionist and was too conservative or whatever and, and didn't play well with others and that kind of thing. John McCain didn't like anybody but John McCain and reporters. That's that's just my opinion about it. He was not uh, he was not a I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't I just keep my mouth shut. I just don't think he was a very likable person. I have respect for what he did as a, as an American soldier and as a prisoner of war. Uh, I obviously respect him. His great dad, obviously. Megan loves him. But I don't have a whole lot of warm feelings about him. That's just the way it is. And I don't look forward to a whole week of, of look who's not Donald Trump lying in state at the U.S. Capitol. Now we're going to have the funeral for not Donald Trump. That's going to be kind of what it's like. And it's kind of sad because it kind of takes away a little bit from, you know, the the proper kind of burial or funeral or whatever you're going to have for John McCain because really half of the love for him is due to the hatred of Donald Trump. So that's, but I'm sure, you know, knock yourselves out and, It'll be a week of this, just letting you know. That's all. So we are in the Discovery Design Studios. Thanks, guys. DiscoveryDesignInc.com. And I don't know whether she's on her way or she's uh, going to be here. I think I said about 738, did I, Mama K? Because I finally have the Ghostbusters in here. I asked you, by the way, Mama K, to uh, send me a website link for your ghost tours. And I don't, I don't, I don't recall getting it yet, baby. So you need to send me that link or let me know where that website is so I can uh, prep myself properly for our uh, big-time interview with all of the uh, the ghosties. They have this uh, ghost tours, haunted tours, and Mama Kay has been a longtime friend of Radio Free Almond and Common Sense Radio. And so she's going to be in here with a couple of her other people. And then we're going to also talk about this, uh, the possibility that we're going to have them doing a paranormal show here on Radio Free Almond. So we're going to do that and uh, and have her in. And then Mark Cation's going to pop in just a little bit later on because, uh, well, why not? You're going to hear Mark Cation laud John McCain, I guarantee you. When, when Mark Cation would never in a million years had ever, even in any way, shape, or form, ever said a nice thing about John McCain. But let's go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, with our... National anthem, people, shall we? Yes, we shall. Hold on, give me, give, give me, give me a break here.
Don't forget, coming up, well, today's the 27th, so remember this number when we go into September, and you just might meet us all at Santino's Cigars and Cocktails for the official Radio Free Almond Happy Hour. We're going to have the County Brown barbecue guys out there. And by then, I think Mike Burrito's going to have the Radio Free Almond cigars, the official Radio Free Almond cigars available for you as well. I think he's got a nice barrel of whiskey on the way, too, like an exclusive Santino cigars and cocktails whiskey that we're going to be uh, taking in there. You know, I have to tell you, too, that I really appreciate Michael Proctor, who was going to have a meeting with me ultimately, I think a little later on today, who uh, hauntedstltours.com. Thank you, Mama Kay. Hauntedstltours.com. Looking forward to having you in the studio. Mama Kay, going to regale us with the hauntedstltours.com. Mark Hayson is watching. Hi, Mark. Get your ass in here. I thought you said you were going to be coming in soon. We'll see you just a little later on. But uh, Michael Proctor, Proctor Drapery, proctordrapery.com. Go ahead and give him a shout and tell him thank you for his support of the Radio Free Almond Show and Common Sense Radio. He's been a longtime friend of mine and really happy to have him moving over to Radio Free Almond. And I am tomorrow going to be going to the ball game uh, with Ricky Hall and Jenna Perk. They are the proprietors, the owners of Nutrition HQ. NHQ.rocks is the website. And of course, that's Nutrition HQ right there in beautiful Rock Hill, Manchester, and McKnight Road. Right there in that little shopping mall there is the key to your ongoing health. All kinds of ways to help you out there. So uh, NHQ.rocks and encourage them to and thank them for their support of Radio Free Almond. So we're stacking them up. Don't forget, last week, two weeks ago, we announced Golden Oak Lending as part of the show. And, of course, we have Mattress King, One Mattress King on Facebook, who uh, Chris Kahneman and the rest of the team uh, supporting the program. And so Dr. Naputi, I saw him on Friday trying to fix whatever the heck is I'm dealing with right now with my back, and he did a great job with that. Met a lot of nice people out there in the Chesterfield location, and that's really cool. He's a great guy, and his team is great, and they're right there uh, off of, uh, well, Chesterfield off of Baxter, and then off of 55 in uh, South St. Louis uh, County. So you're going to really get help either way, and it's really easy to get to. And uh, Dr. Deputy is great. Everything is done without just shoving pills your way or whatever. Uh, even when I got a little bit of a shot, it was just a natural muscle relaxant, so it wasn't a drug per se. It was kind of a natural thing that he popped into my back there, so I appreciated that a lot. Uh, just overall good guy, gets to the root of the problem, and no Band-Aids there with Naputi Wellness, NaputiWellness.com. And, of course, thank you also to Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell 
Allstate Agency, 855-QUOTE-ME is the number there. And he's able to hook you up with uh, great deals on all of your car, home, life insurance needs. Just picked up a life insurance policy with him. Uh, did my car and house with him as well. And low rates for youngins. Don't forget about that. Do you see what they're trying to do to, to Tiger? By the way, when you St. Louisans were showing him so much love here in uh, at the PGA tournament, was it because you is it because you liked him and, and knew he was a common sense guy, or just because you thought he was an excellent uh, golf player, and also you believe in a level of redemption, right? I think we all did. I think we, it was great. We were all really supportive. I was hoping he was going to win the whole tournament. I felt sorry for the guy who wound up winning because obviously Tiger came in second and everybody was really wanting Tiger. But So the guy was like, sorry I won, but I don't even remember his name. Do you? But nonetheless, more power to him. But people were loving them some Tiger here in St. Louis. And it was really nice to see and refreshing to see because so often people hold these grudges and do these things, and it just seemed to be a really warm, good example of St. Louisans and their personalities that they were so supportive of of Tiger Woods. He he'd been through a lot. Of, a lot of it just kind of you know uh, brought on himself, obviously. But you know he just had a. He had a really rough run there for a while, and he's back. And I think I think Americans like stories of comebacks and stories of redemption. I think that's really a great uh, part of our humanity, uh, and I think St. Louisans really showed that when he appeared in St. Louis. But anyway, so he's he's playing golf, and he doesn't. What's great about this too is Tiger did so well, and he doesn't really play all that often which was even more amazing about it. But if you're anything like me in terms of golfing, I have to admit that the more I golf, the worse I get. So if I, if I play a round of golf, and the rare occasion I do, I get worse as the, as the golf game goes on. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know whether other people go through that, but I get worse as the round goes on. I don't, I don't improve at all. It deteriorates. Like I like my first drive of any golf game I have is the best drive of the day. And then from then on, it's horrible. I don't know whether you guys have to deal with that, but I do. Golf. I it used to be only just nine holes, but it it is uh now everybody has to do eighteen. So I stopped playing golf a long time ago because people used to play nine holes and be done and and then it became a then it became like a five-hour affair. And having basically my whole life since, let's just put it this way, since, since 1991, I've had little kids running around. And there was very few times when you're going to get a five, six-hour pass to be gone on a weekend day to play golf. So I just kind of never really, uh, never really did that. Played golf a whole lot. Anyway, this isn't about me. I'm not trying to make it about me. I'm just telling you. Tiger is a great example of a guy who uh, is great when he just kind of picks up a club and that's it, you know. All right, so he was uh, at the Northern Trust Tournament 
and he was asked about Donald Trump. It's like, first of all, why are you being asked? They just were badgering him about President Trump. This is from our guys over at NBC. Welcome to golf, you know. Uh, I'm sure you guys are used to seeing me win five times a year or more. Um, it's not that easy to win out here, you know, and that's what you're seeing is that I'm, I'm close and, you know, just one, one, one shot here, one shot there per day flips momentum. He's trying to talk about and, golf, uh, you know. That's what, you know, I, doing I a good either job I had too. been missing or I had gotten and I would lose it. You know, these are, it's just looking for a one shot a day here and there and, you just never know when that when that shot may come. Early in the front nine, late in the back nine, but it's not not that far. Thank you. Two, two questions for you. Yeah. One, your relationship with Donald Trump. How would you? He's sitting there talking about golf, and this idiot brings up his relationship with Donald Trump. Like, why is that relevant at all to anything going on here? Unless they want to get some kind of news out of it and turn it on Tiger or whatever. Yeah. No, uh, Mama K. Golf is is great for business networking. Um. Oh, you. Oh, Ben. Thanks, man. So, AmericaFirstMissouri.com. Where is is Ben still here? All right. So let me let me get get to this Tiger Woods thing. I'm gonna have Ben pop in. Oh, Ben's gone. He had to go quick, but they brought you monster and coffee. Oh wow! Who was that masked man? <laughs> well, thanks, Ben, for the monster and the coffee, buddy. I appreciate that very much. But it's a, my uh, monster energy and. Uh, so, well, I'm going to be high. Listen, I have a, a Red Bull here, a Monster there, and two huge cups of coffee. So maybe I'll just uh, save the Monster for Mama K, and we can. I'll I'll do the Red Bull and be on with it. Yeah, I know that 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 golf is great for business networking. If if you are there with a business that you need to network with, if you're trapped with somebody you don't know at a tournament and you're there for five hours and it becomes a different story. But yeah. And Scooter who must be in, in the golf, he says it's, it's the grip. You tighten up your grip and you get, you deteriorate from there. And yeah, that's true. That is true. Anyway. So Tiger was just trying to talk about golf and, and this guy decides. Well, I've known Donald for a number of years. You know, we've, we've played the golf together. Um, and you know, we've, had, had dinner together, and so yeah, that's um, I've known him, you know, pre-presidency, and, and obviously during his uh, presidency. Is that enough for you, people? Uh, why are you asking about Donald Trump? This is a this is a golf tournament, and it's Tiger Woods. You could ask him a million questions about his comeback or about how he feels about this, about how he feels about that. But now let's let's talk about Donald Trump. So this guy's. I wish you could hear him better, the guy questioning him. But if you if you're able to detect a little bit from that, it's him talking about how Donald Trump is offensive sometimes to people of color. So they're trying to say, "Hey, Tiger, you're black." Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. What do you think of him? You're black. What about his policies? Ooh, what about the fact that he has gotten into it with other sports stars? Did you like that? Black Tiger? What do you think? Yeah, they're, they're just trying to bait the guy. What do you say to people who might find it interesting to have, I guess, a friendly relationship with him? Well, he's the president. 
I, I wish I could. I wish so bad I could hear this guy because here's what a what a. I've been in the news business a long time, as you all know. But here's what a reporters do when they are trying to extract a certain kind of soundbite or something. And it's always like, what would you say to the people who blah, 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 blah. B- because it- it's a trick. It's-, it's designed to get them to say something that really is not maybe what their personal view is, but what they would say to somebody who da-da-da-da. But what would you say to a black person who says that it's just it's a trick that they use sometimes it can be effective but uh tiger woods didn't fall for it he's a, uh, i guess a friendly relationship well he's our he's the president of the united states and you have to respect the the, the office and no matter who's in the office um you may like dislike um the personality or the, the politics uh, but we all must respect the office. So how often did you hear that soundbite? Zero? I'll give you three options. A, zero. B, zero. Or C, zero. I, I bet you a lot of you have heard this soundbite. If you saw, for instance, Fox News or something, or you were listening to some late-night show last night or whatever. But what do you think? If if Tiger Woods had said, I'm embarrassed to be a U.S. citizen, Donald Trump, I played golf with him before, but really can't stand the fact that that Donald Trump is a racist and I didn't know that about him. And How, how often do you think you'd hear those sound bites? But instead, you're not hearing any of this, although I think you probably did if if you if you're plugged into conservative media you heard it but you wouldn't you didn't hear this i guarantee you anywhere oh dory says she heard it on abc okay good they're 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 getting someplace now they're getting someplace there thank you dory no i just finished 72 holes and really hungry Thank you. Yeah. Now this is why this is kind of why like like one of the improvements uh, with Tiger Woods has been that he is a lot more open. He seems to be a lot more comfortable with himself and is not as much of a sourpuss as he hadn't been before. But people don't realize that you would be too if you kind of went through the kind of garbage that Tiger Woods has gone through with people asking him every time you turn around about his ex something about some terrible thing he did or what have you. And so you kind of tend to get a little bitter. So now he's just now kind of coming out of all that and is much more jovial in the clubhouse. And, you know, he's, a, he's just a little looser now after being through what he's been through and he's enjoying the support. And then he's got to go back to, <laughs> then he's got to go back to taking uh, uh, the uh, questions about, about Donald Trump. But that's kind of where we're, that's kind of where we're at these days with uh, the way the news media is. They're always wanting to get something out of him. Have you all seen, by the way, the protesters at the Ferguson market now, they're still standing outside the Ferguson market 
and liquor store with with Michael Brown signs and telling them that they want the Ferguson market to take more ownership of its role in the Michael Brown shooting and to also submit to another list of requests. And I'm trying to figure out like what, uh, this is four years later and they're still outside of the Ferguson market and liquor store harassing these people at this liquor. And by the way, what did, what responsibility did this liquor store have to, these people or what role did it have in the killing of Michael Brown other than the fact that he tried to steal something from there and he was causing problems there. So, so why, why is the, why is the uh, Ferguson market and liquor store suddenly becoming targeted by these folks? Maybe Mark Kaysen when he comes in can explain all this to me. Because this is where, again, people tend to – you lose people after a while when you are in a situation where you see them protesting. You're trying to figure out, like, what they're doing and why or when they had the big protest with the the deal with the – uh, the super the convenience stores and why they're owned by Asians and Middle Easterners and and you're thinking to yourself why is why are they doing this and why are they targeting these people when they have nothing to do with the problem at hand? I mean, like for instance, you saw that case where you had a a woman who was apparently called some name or something because she was being disruptive at one convenience store, and suddenly. Every convenience store in North St. Louis is targeted by these people, every single one. As if as if the the problem in St. Louis is the convenience store. The the, the problem in St. Louis is uh the the convenience stores are owned by by Asians or by Middle Easterners. These individuals and 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 pardon me but they're going to say I'm calling them dogs but I'm not. But when I say that you're barking up the wrong tree, I don't mean that you're dogs. I mean that you are barking up the wrong tree. That's all. I'm just I'm just telling you that that doesn't mean you're you're a dog, but that you are just absolutely really barking up the wrong tree. Just telling you that. I'm not saying that you know that this is a situation where um, you're a dog. I'm just saying you're barking up the wrong tree. Did you see, by the way, in the wake of the shooting in this gaming thing, did you see what happened there in Florida? Is it four people dead or two? Because I get, I get, I heard, I heard it was two. Now it's four, and this is like four hours in Chicago. But for whatever reason. This is a big deal, and for whatever reason, President Trump is being attacked for not addressing it over the weekend properly. Well, first of all, let me just uh, let's go back, and if you, I hope I hope it's not too disturbing for you, but this was a some gaming tournament. It's called the Madden Tournament, and it was there in in Florida, Jacksonville. 
And apparently this creepy dude who is one of the top gamers lost to one of the other gamers and kind of flipped out. Well, that kind of flipped out. I'd say that he he flipped out. I mean, yeah. Joe Rice down seven nothing after the first uh, drive by Tree Boy. Got a lot of good games going it's on. A today. It's, it's, it's gonna be hard yeah. to get them on stream. It's, it's not a, a lot. It's not a tough out today. Excuse me, not an easy out. Oh. So this guy's going nuts, and I, I, I don't know. I always hate listening to gunfire, gunfire audio. So I'm sorry if you didn't like that. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't like. It's kind of like like the nine one one calls and stuff. I can't stand listening to that. Normally, I don't really do that to you folks, but I don't, I don't like playing. Like I remember there were the shooting there in Las Vegas, and they just repeated it over and over again. And and they kept showing the gunfire and stuff, and that's always disturbing. So I, I uh, I'm, I'm I apologize if that was too much for you. It's funny how they they when it when it's when it's gun violence or related to a gun and this kind of stuff, the the media will play it incessantly. And yet when it's the mood flying airplanes into the twin towers, well, we just don't want to keep playing that over and over again, do we? Now, that's just not. It's disturbing, and we just want to, we, we, you know, listen, we, we just want to keep playing that over and over again. Yeah, but it's, like, it's what happened. It's like these are radical Muslim terrorists. Yeah, but we don't want to keep playing that over and over again. I mean, you know, but they will play the, the gunfire over and over again when it's to their advantage. Anyway, maybe I'm being too, too picky. So on Sunday... The Daily Mail did a story about John McCain's death and then this shooting that happened in Florida. And basically the Daily Mail said that President Trump, first of all, should not have went out and played golf on the weekend that John McCain died. Now, keep in mind that <laughs> I'll just read this to you, okay? Donald Trump was spotted arriving at the golf course on Sunday morning less than 17 hours after the death of Senator John McCain. Now, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, okay, so what was the president again supposed to do when the when John McCain died? He was supposed to, what, go into a his parlor and just sit in the dark. What, what, what exactly, what exactly was, was Donald Trump supposed to do upon the news of the death of John McCain? They said the president has remained somewhat quiet about the Arizona Republicans uh, death, drawing criticism from both sides of the aisle after he posted a meager tweet with his condolences for the family that failed to acknowledge the impact McCain has had on American political life. And I'm asking you, first of all, what exact, what, what impact has McCain had on American political life, by the way? 
Can anybody tell me? Because I, I know that, that they, and, and his record as one of the nation's most celebrated war heroes. Well, he definitely is a war hero. That's that's for sure. And he definitely paid his dues along that line. But I'm trying to figure out what what exactly has he done for American political life, and why is McCain seen as an amazing statesman? What exactly has he done? I know there's McCain Feingold. But 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 other than that, he has been a senator for what thirty plus years, and over the past thirty plus years, this country has gone into the crapper regarding the economy and trade and trade deals. Uh, two wars or three, I should say, and I I'm not quite sure what what exactly he's done. So. Keep in mind, I don't care that the president and then and then I said he didn't mention anything about the shooting in Florida with the with the gamers. And like, why would the president mention anything in Florida about the gamers being shot? Why why would he say something about that? Four dead, that I understand, four dead and multiple injured, but this is three hours in the south side of Chicago. This is this is a this is a weeknight in Chicago, and the president never says anything about that. Why would he say something about four dead in Florida? Like, was this supposed to be some kind of? A, are they making this out to be some kind of a massacre or something? Because this happens all the time in Chicago, St. Louis, for crying out loud. You saw a story of a woman who was paralyzed by a stray bullet, dies. If, if, if the president is going to say anything about uh, violence, he could say something about that if you're going to make him say something. Or about the dude who's just standing on a Metrolink platform and minding his own business and he gets shot to death in St. Louis. And yet the president's supposed to pop out and say something about the shooting in Florida. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But yeah, they were all over his ass after this whole thing. It, nothing was good enough for the news media. Now, keep in mind, and I didn't care about this, right? In 2014, Obama golfed immediately after James Foley was beheaded. You know, remember that that uh, Foley beheading? But but what exactly was – at the time, I didn't think this was a big deal, that Obama goes golf. What exactly are these guys supposed to do again? Uh, just, just stay home or stay in the, the office? And you remember, too, though, uh, in 2002, this was part of the Michael Moore uh, Fahrenheit 9-11. I, well, I can't remember what his that, that show was. But it, it's when President Bush is uh, the, the now watch this drive moment after he delivered a statement condemning uh, terrorists in 2002. But, yeah, they, they said that uh, President Trump waited too long to send condolences to the McCain family and then played golf less than 17 hours after John McCain uh, had passed away or where, when he got the, the, the news. But we'll talk more about that because John McCain is, uh, is Mark Cason's favorite Republican now, so... It's going to be a whole week of this. 
whole week of it's going to be basically you might John McCain's going to be renamed this this whole week he's going to have a new name John McCain not Donald Trump he's going to have an added title to his John McCain, American war hero, longtime politician, and not Donald Trump, is lying in state at the U.S. Capitol today. Boy, it's really amazing as we reflect on John McCain's life how he's not Donald Trump. Bill, what do you think about that? Well, the people out here all say that they love the fact that John McCain is, is not Donald Trump. And are remarking on a remarkable career, a long-time service to our nation as not Donald Trump. America buried not Donald Trump today in a solemn ceremony. Senator John McCain serving the United States as not Donald Trump for some 35 years. By the way, Bill, did I tell you that John McCain spent many, many years in the U.S. Senate not being John, not being Donald Trump? Just want to let you know that. You know, we always loved John McCain. I mean, not when he was running against Barack Obama, of course, because then he was a racist. But we don't have archives. I mean, you know, nobody's going to find out. John McCain. I hope people don't find out that we wrote at the time he was running against Barack Obama that we said he was too old to be president and feared that he could even die in office. And now he's dead. The the New York Times ought to admit that they killed John McCain eight years ago. (laughs) They did. Look, some people say stupid things. And as you know from one of the favorite clips that's being run this weekend, they keep showing the one where the lady tried to tell John McCain that Barack Obama was an Arab and a, and a Muslim. And, and, and John McCain said, no, no. We disagree on everything. Yes. But he's not a bad person. Right. Okay. Look, we could discuss any issue and we could discuss any person. And by the way, I think it's cool that you've got the Coolidge book sitting there. Cool. I'm cool with Coolidge. Okay, that's that. You know the one yeah. I one I gave. That's great, right? It is yeah. the one. You know, actually, no. to, uh, people need to remember this though. Uh, to to Mark's credit, I mean he gave he gave me he gave me this book, this Calvin Coolidge book, knowing I and, and that's like me giving him the biography of Che Guevara. Yeah, like, that, I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I mean, I can't you know, wait till you get that for me. The, yeah. The, the Che Guevara is beautiful book. And right now our cars are sitting out in the parking lot and you have that nice 
American flag on the back of yours, and I have a nice Russian flag on the back of mine. So it's sort of there's a matching there. You no, have a, look, you have a jeep with like a no, hammer and sickle yeah, wheel cover, right? I I would consider it. Oh, um, no, it's the problem is, look, Donald is so small. I mean, you realize, and if you don't, I mean, you can pull it up on Google. He is now refusing. Wait, 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 wait. Were we kicked off? Uh, we kicked off Facebook. Were we? Oh, I don't know what I don't know what happened. But uh, let me hold on a second here. Let me yeah. ask Matt. Bad algorithms. Oh, I I don't know. I um. It still showed people online, but then as soon as you asked, it dropped to one. So that's for sure. Oh darn. Okay. Um. I, well, I so. I'll have to. I'll have to wait and uh, just give me a second here because we're on. Uh, we got to get back up. Darn it! I mean, I, th- I, th- I was just all I was doing was, uh, was talking over it. Maybe it's a particular song. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Well, let me let me let's get back it's up on. What's that? It's been a pretty good run since you got kicked. Really, you know, you've been talking over it, right? Haven't had any issues. Yeah, normally, yeah. normally it's not a problem. I'll just, you know, I guess I'll just kind of... Uh, hey, you know those algorithms. They're out there. I know. I know. Hang on. Let me just, uh, let me just figure this out. We'll, we'll get back up here and, and get, back, uh, get back in. Crap. How much time do you have? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, we're, and we're on the stream, so people are like, well, we're yeah. on the stream. Why are you, uh, you know, why are you not... Uh, <laughs> Paying attention to what I know, I, I, but you know, you know how it is. So yeah, we, we back on there, Matt. One second, just waiting for it to fully connect. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll wait till we're we're back up because people want to hear what you have to say about this whole thing, and uh, get people back up on the uh, on the Facebook stream there. Darn, I, 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 maybe I shouldn't have played that as long as I did, huh? Possibly. Um. All right, we're back. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Uh, let's see. Mama K is going to watch for Mama K. She's going to be in and, at, at about uh, 8 a.m., buddy. Okay, She'll be knocking on the door. Or actually, no, she won't be knocking on the door. You know what Mama K does? Mama K will, uh, will float underneath the door in, in, her, in, her, in her ghostly manner because she's going to be in here with uh, haunted, uh, the Haunted Tours deal. All right. So everybody's kind of getting back up, right? Um. I don't like this because I can't really tell what's what's happening. Because I, I, I see people now popping back in, and everybody's got to. Uh, I, I I'm sorry, folks. It was my fault. I got us kicked off because I was uh, I was I was playing. Uh, we okay? Yeah. Okay, because I was I was playing the uh, walk the moon, and, and I got kicked off. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but here, here's the thing, though. I I, I rarely, if ever. Like, um, you know, uh, I, I try to talk over the music, and then it just is, uh, it just kind of, I can't see now either. Hold on. We're still, I, there's, such a, there's such a lag on this thing. All right, so where were we, buddy? No, um, just talking about Google. Just go on to Google today, and you will see, and this is how small Donald is, he refuses to lower the flag today to half staff at the White House. But everybody else in Washington is lowering it. And why, why be so small? I mean, 
What what does that prove? Does that show that he's a tough guy? I mean, and that's why it's really not even worth discussing all the individual things that he does. And I try not to say that he's a racist or a misogynist or any of those other things because I don't know that he's really any of those. The only thing I know for sure is that he's mentally ill. And so I stick with mentally ill. And, and, and I think that, that really it's, it's sad. Why would you not put the flag down to half staff when the entire country is recognizing this man? And did you read the story in the New York Times this morning where the, the White House wanted to put out a, a, a nice comment about uh, uh, John McCain and, and Donald said the only thing we're going to say is condolences and nothing else and he rejected the, the nice comment about his, his history. It's not a question of whether I like him politically or not. It's a question of being so small. What's the purpose of this? How can this possibly be encouraging anybody to, to do anything right? Let me ask you this. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you, and sure. just, for the, just for a point of, of, of reference, uh, what, what is John McCain, what, what in your mind, what are John McCain's accomplishments as far as a liberal like Mark Kaysen is? What, what would be his, his accomplishments? Well, I mean, I, I can't tell. I mean, I'm glad he, he put thumbs down on the, um, uh, on, on the health care. I mean, that was important. That was very important. That was huge. And, and a lot of people were afraid to do it. A lot of people wanted to do it. But John McCain did it for other Republicans who were afraid of Donald. So, okay, that, that, was, a, that was a good thing. Very good. So, so you're saying this, the sum total of, of – but, but that's one vote that he took. The, the, man, on, on the man was courageous. He was courageous. He, he was the kind of guy – and I really, I mean, I've. This is something I, I, I also wanted to get you. I, I wasn't able to get it at the time, but when your daughter had her last birthday, I wanted. I had a, a, a book for her, okay? Because I think isn't she ten or eleven years old? Well, I have, I have two. I have three daughters. Yeah, so but one is twenty six. No, no, one but I'm is ta- ten and one is. There eight. you go. Yeah. Well, the ten year old when she had that birthday. Uh, I, Natalie. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to, to bring her a gift, which is very 10-year-old appropriate because I read it when I was 10 years old. And that was Profiles in Courage. Okay. The John Kennedy book. Yeah. 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 Which was probably written by Sorensen, but that's all right. And But here's the thing. Um, really interesting little biographies about all these different people in our history who had courage. Yeah. Which John... McCain was absolutely one of those kind of people. One of those people who didn't care about what anybody else said. He went with his conscience. He went with what he believed. I don't care what it was, but you know what? Yeah, he believed he hated Donald Trump. No, he didn't. Look, it's not a question of hating Donald Trump. It's a question of hating what it's doing to the country. Let's let's go back on this. If you look, I, I wish I had recordings of you from back in 2008. Yeah, you've got recordings somewhere. I, I'm sure there's somewhere, kinds of, but I yeah. wish I had recordings of you back in 2008 when John McCain was running against everybody's brand new shiny object, otherwise known as Barack Obama. Which was the, never the, my the, guy. The, 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 
the Coke bottle, the America's for the for all the natives, uh, America's brand new Coke bottle to worship, Barack Obama, mm. and. Well, I never worshipped Barack Obama. I know you were a Hillary person. I get well, that, yeah. But but you still though. I, I like Barack Obama, but I just think I think he's a Jimmy Carter right. kind okay. of person. I always said it. I got you. But but at the time though uh, of this whole thing, you had you didn't have any nice things to say about John McCain. No, I, I was never. First of all, I was never vicious against John McCain. I was against. Maybe his certainly his pol- political positions, but I, I want to tell you this: I've never been against anybody, insanely, nor against Donald. Because because if you think back, and you've got plenty of these clips, if we could get them somewhere from the from the show, uh, the TV show, I I never even hated Donald. I don't hate him. A lot of people hate him. I don't. I feel sorry for him because of what he's doing to himself and to the country. But we'll yeah, fix, that, that we'll fix the country. Certainly is a oh, no, no, come on. Thing that he's doing. Obama had it up to 5.5% several different quarters. Yeah, I, I, and you're going to no, see, you better you keep still, talking about the 4%. You, you, you still cannot accept the fact this is a Trump economy. It and, isn't. And when everybody isn't. else has accepted No, it is not. No, it, oh, the only thing that everybody accepts is that he has to own what is about to happen to the economy because of what he has done. Now, that's true. He needs to own that. Now, we'll see what happens. Now, he's trying to protect himself, if you've heard. He says, oh, if anybody does anything bad to me, everything will crash. Well, it's going to crash. And and then he'll say, oh, they did bad things to me. Once that N-word comes out on tape, boy, I'll tell you, that'll, that'll be the end of him, won't it? You know, yeah, that Russia collusion thing. Once we get that, oh, those Cohen tapes, boy, I'll tell you, Manafort singing like a bird. First of all, when's all this going to happen? By the way, it, it's it's very Where's soon. It's tape? very soon. I don't know. Okay. But 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 look, it's nowhere. Here's the thing: everybody knows all these other things. We're waiting to see the details, but everybody knows that he lies all the time. And how do we know he lies? We know he lies. He's, he's not John Bec- McCain. No. That's how we because, know. Because one day he says one thing, and the next day he says the reverse. So if he does that, okay. one of them is a lie. We're going to let the, the facts speak for themselves yeah. on, on how the economy is going. But let's go back to John McCain. So, and I will tell you this, and, and again, I, I, I think most of the reverence of John McCain is occurring because he's not Donald Trump. So... All the liberals out there and everybody else, they're all going to talk about how, oh, we wish that we hearken back to the days of the Republican Party when John McCain was the most famous Republican. Oh, those were the days. And these same people were the same ones saying McCain was going to die in office. He's just a racist. He's this. He's that. He's conservative. He's a warmonger. He's this. He's that. And the reality is I just wish people would be – first of all, it's not fair to John McCain – to laud him and cling to him only because he's not Donald Trump. So people should take John McCain on his merits and who he is as opposed to just making the biggest deal out of the fact that he's really not Donald Trump and he holds a mirror up to the Republican Party and all that kind of stuff. Do you think he's a profile in courage? Uh, a profile in courage? Like, what does that mean? Well, the, just, this, this is a guy. This is a guy who has stood up his entire life okay. to, 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 and, sp- and spoken out 
for principle. True. Right. Well, uh, well, no. Uh, Donald Trump has spoken out too. No, no, no. Donald Trump spoke, speaks of, out for. Okay. He only cares about himself, right, so and he the, knows he's he going is, down. I don't know what profile encouraged me, other than the name of that book about Kennedy. Now there's okay. a there, now there is a profile encourage. Why you were going to give that to my daughter is beyond me. But oh, because she was ten years old. Right. And okay, that's but, when I read it. Oh, okay, okay. I was I was okay. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know. She probably has read about it already in her Who Is books. Those are yeah. great books, by the way, that uh, my mother-in-law, sure. Kathy, g- has given to the kids. And they cool. love And now it's like a TV show or something, Who Is This. And, and they're actually very well done and pretty fair books. Even when they tackle somebody who might generally be controversial, they actually talk about it. It's pretty interesting. All right, so I do believe that John McCain, as a a person serving in the military indeed was highly courageous and indeed is a is a hero okay so i, I okay. get that john mccain though generally hasn't accomplished much being a us senator and, and certainly when he ran for uh for president i supported him i supported him in 2000 i thought he was a much better candidate than george w bush was in 2000 so it's not that i, I didn't like the guy but if you're going to assess his legacy, like, for instance, if you take, for instance, McCain-Feingold, all right? Now, you talk about principle. It's McCain-Feingold, which is the uh, campaign finance sure. reform bill, uh, which was so anti-Constitution. It was, it was so anti-First Amendment. Any, it, was, it, was, it was so devastating to the First Amendment. And McCain took part in that in a bipartisan effort to destroy free speech in this country. Well, the country, the country has an argument about this. And by the way, oddly enough, I agree with you. Thank you. No, because listen, I do not believe that trying to legislate money out of politics will ever work. And, and that's now that's just my belief. And right. the reason I believe it is this. If you're the president of the United States, forget Donald. You're the president of the United States and a billionaire calls you on the telephone. You're going to answer. Yeah, definitely. How about if Jamie or Mark gives you a call? Are going to answer? Yeah. No, you're not. Yes, Come I on. Am. No, they don't answer us. You know that. Uh, look, the fact is money is power in life. It's not even just American or anything else. Money is power. So, you know, you really can't stop that money from getting into our politics in lots of ways. Okay. But, so- but, but what you could do is you could guarantee, and this would not affect, this would not hurt the First Amendment at all. You could guarantee with our internet being what it is, that anybody that, that donates any money into politics could become Public right. knowledge yeah. immediately. Right. right. Now you could. Anyway. Would that would that be against? Would you be against that? I, I I want all freedom. I don't care. I don't want limitations on contributions. No, I, I don't. That, I'm I saying fine. Everybody should be able to contribute. As contribute much as all want you want, to. but just make it transparent for yeah, everybody sure. instantly. I do agree with that. Okay. Yes. Well, then see. Then then look what happens. Two guys who disagree on everything can agree that we should allow the money into politics 
and make it completely transparent so immediately so that everybody knows who's putting the money where because that will address a lot of the problems. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. I know, but I, I said I would like to see that. I'm not quite sure I would support legislation that mandates it. Uh, be, like Because I would like to see politicians themselves be the ones to release the information. Well, they won't. And we can assess they them won't. On, on, on their... Uh, their solidity and their principles if they're they're transparent themselves. I don't believe but the they won't. government ought to force not even uh, Eric would do that. Force people. Well, I know, but I don't think the government ought to force people to reveal who their funding sources are. I, okay. I, I think that's well, I think I think they should. All right, but anyway, yeah. the McCain fine goal. So, so there's there, there's one. I uh, the last time it seems that I even played golf, I golfed with some people who were part of the Scott Air Force Base. Air refueling wing uh, operation out there at Scott. Sure, and they when 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 John McCain was heading the Senate Armed Services Committee, he constantly got in the way of defense spending that otherwise would help many of our soldiers. There are a lot of people in the Air Force who, to this day, have a bad taste in their mouth about John McCain regarding them flying now in air refueler tankers that are from still from 1970. And these are rickety old, although I don't think they're rickety because these guys are taking good care of them. So if you guys uh, want to chime in, if you're out there, it's got air force base. If you can confirm to me that you're still flying around in old air refueler uh, airplanes, you can thank John McCain for that. And again, I'm not trying to use, John McCain's death to go back and attack him. I'm just saying that this this is going to be this is overdone. Should we have the flag at half staff? Yeah, sure. I well, think I think okay, President well, Trump ought to do that. Well, so what do you think the reason is that he's not doing it over the White House today? Because John McCain was an a hole. Yeah, come on. Yes, he was. Okay, look. You know, yeah, but you know, I'm sorry, but he, but John McCain was petty, and and, and he and, wasn't and petty. Not, yes, he was petty yeah. oh. he, because he got in. He, he he utilized. He used. He didn't. He didn't support President Trump. That's okay, but to obstruct him every step of the way is not okay. Well, if he and, thought and, he was mentally just, ill, maybe oh, it was the run. run. No, but, 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 because yeah. there are many people who believe well, then, that. Then, then, then you know what? If, if John McCain thought President Trump was mentally ill, then he's worse than I even think he is now. Okay. I, I have to tell you that, that there are probably 50% of the people, at least in the country, that if you ask in a poll, do you think the president's mentally ill? Uh, close to 50% will say Yes, that's not true. Well, the, the people they say you know, they a, say things. They haven't asked that question. Here, here's a they ask if he lies. But right, but you're fifty eight percent say he's dishonest. You are smarter than to go in and use this mental illness thing. I've said this all along. I mean, it's it's kind of like like I love Michael Savage, but I don't agree that liberalism is a mental disorder. For instance, no. I don't believe that if you're liberal, I like Michael Savage too. You're mentally crazy. I, I don't really believe that. No, and I also I don't believe that Michael Savage really believes it. I think it's a figure that's of right. speech. But sure. you really believe he's mentally ill. I, I, I think he is. Which is a, but that's just a weak. No, I think it's very strong argument. No, that, it's a listen, thing. millions, and I mean. Tens of millions of American people believe that he is mentally ill. 
don't dismiss that. They believe it. Now, we could all be wrong, and, 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 and I don't know if we'll ever figure this out. I think they're going to carry him out in a straitjacket, to tell you the truth. But we'll see. They're, but they're not going to. We'll see about that. Uh, it, it, but, but tens of millions, come tens of millions of Americans believe that he will be carried out in a straitjacket. <laughs> now, l- let me tell you something. You say nothing's happened. Of course something's happened. Flynn is guilty. Gates is guilty. Manafort is guilty. I mean, these people are all pleading guilty. They've, they've got Weisselberg has been given immunity. They, they don't do that unless there's a crime. Um, see how, see how but, but understand that, see, see, the president is draining the swamp, even within his own swamp. All the bad people are, are leaving, are gone. He can't even get anybody sensible to come to work for him because anybody that works for him has to have a lawyer, is going to be uh, put through all kinds of, of questions uh, yeah, in front you, of prosecutors. You know, like no. Yeah. Okay, I mean, Pompeo no. and, and, and his, I mean, his entire cabinet is, yeah. uh, is, a, is a profile in courage as far as I'm concerned. Those are all good people. Betsy DeVos is awesome. All, you know, and, all the people that are – Pompeo yeah. and, and Mattis. I mean, come on, man. You, yeah. you, you, and ben, ben Carson. But here's the deal. Ben Let's Carson's go got a new thing. Have you, have you heard about Ben Carson's thing? No. No, the, the, this is an example of how ill these people are. <laughs> No, really, it's insane. Okay, Ben Carson came up with something that he claims will boost your brain that he wants to sell. Yeah. Okay, and the FDA said it is absolute quackery. Yeah. Okay, And, 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 and Donald Trump says, oh, I'm with Ben. What do you mean I'm with Ben? What about science? Is this the same FDA that has uh, been approving drugs that are uh, laying waste on Americans every single day? The FDA and the NIH, okay, the the National Institutes of Health, which which does research all over the United States through universities, is why – we have the greatness that we have hey, in ben, this country. I'm, hey, Ben Carson, you made a big mistake. You're not Pfizer. Sorry, the FDA is not going to approve your drug. Next time, Ben, come back to us as Pfizer, and we'll be more than happy to approve your drug. Ben Carson, you're not Pfizer. Go away. That's he's what a, the FDA He's a does. quack. Oh, come on. So, he's a quack. But, but, but let's go back to McCain again. Sure. So uh, I, I, all I'm saying is that let's just – not be overwrought about John McCain. Because, and, and the only reason that he's getting the kind of attention he's getting anyway is because he's an anti-Trump guy, and we're going to have a whole week of John McCain is not Donald Trump. And in fact, they'll add that to everything they say about John McCain. John McCain, not Donald Trump, will lay in state today at the U.S. Capitol, blah, 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 blah. And they'll keep going on and on. And then we'll, we have to listen to Bill Crystal and Amanda Carpenter talk about the days that they wish John McCain were around. John McCain hated Bill Crystal, by the way, because the, he didn't like all those conservatives over there at the National Review. Uh, he didn't like Ted Cruz, Amanda Carpenter's boyfriend. Didn't like, didn't like him at all. John McCain didn't like anybody. That's his problem. Now, was he a good dad? Of course. Was he a great soldier? I believe he was. But John McCain was not a nice guy. And he was also, and what kind of guy, after a race where Sarah Palin, where he loses a race, what kind of guy, a decade later, writes a book and blames his loss, basically, 
on his his foxhole partner, Sarah Palin. How do you do that as a man? Because because I will. Well, tell he you, was just giving an it, honest it, it's, opinion it's, it's, based on what she's done I will since you, then. It's the exact opposite, as far as I'm concerned. Had Sarah Palin not been on that ticket, John McCain would have been further in the trash heap of history regarding electoral politics. The guy, the reason why people didn't gravitate towards him is because he had no personality. He was mean, and 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 and. People just simply didn't like him. So he, they, he, that's why they got Sarah Palin on the ticket to begin with is because they knew that Americans were like – looked at him like they look into the you know, Victorola cone. It's like, OK, I get it. He's a war hero, but yeah. other than that, I don't I'm understand not, And I'm not saying he had a great personality. That, that's not even the issue. Uh, look, the only question is this. Is this guy somebody without Donald Trump? If Donald weren't here – would the country be honoring this senator? And I think absolutely they would. They, without a doubt, we've done this before. We do this with many of our leaders, and we don't have to love everybody. I don't love John McCain, but I certainly think that he should be treated with respect. And, yeah. and, 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 and I have no idea. Well, you say, yeah. Don't just yeah. say, don't flippantly say, yeah. The the the, the I, mentally ill guy in the White House won't even allow the flag to go down a halfway. He allowed it for one day, and now he won't allow it anymore because he's so small. And you're saying yeah is because you're not small. Because what? Why would you want to hurt his family? Why would you want to hurt those people who do respect him? I don't have to love him, but I can certainly treat somebody with respect. The soldier thing doesn't even affect me one bit. I'm not interested in any soldiers, but but I am saying this. Respect the man, okay? Treat him with the respect that he is due. All right, so, okay, so lower the half, the flag half staff. It's not just that, though, and, Jamie. And, and, and you then, know it's more than that. Honestly, about how John McCain, when push came to shove, as, as much as a military hero as he was, he was a politician who always put himself first and his country last. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, yes, but, he did. But, but here, because how about it, this? How about this? I hate the fact that Ted Kennedy drowned that lady at Chappaquiddick. I hate that. But I love Ted Kennedy. <laughs> but I, I love Ted Kennedy. But, really? I hate, but I hate the fact that, that, that he didn't have the courage to, to deal with the fact that that lady was drowning and, it, you know, he was... he was mentally ill. He, you know, because he was, he was drunk. No, he was mentally ill. No, come on. Mark, you know better. You, but, I mean, how, how is it possible that, that okay, <laughs> let's just put it this way. Let's, let's put two people in a column and figure out how you can say the things you do about them. So sure. Ted Kennedy kills a woman. Donald Trump has killed nobody. Donald Trump... According to Mark Kaysen, is a mentally ill person, blah, blah, blah. Ted Kennedy is a liberal lion. I don't understand this yeah. whole thing. T Ted Kennedy, after the, the drunken thing that he went through that day and, and when he did the wrong thing, 
Okay. <laughs> no, really. I love how you're like uh, you're treating like the drowning no. of some. Uh, no, I, 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 I I'm the one thing. who brought it up. <laughs> I, I didn't like that. That wasn't good. He didn't drown her. They were drunk. They were. They. I mean, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have been drinking and driving. But, but look. Wait, the, how, how do you know what you're saying that Mary Jo Capetney was drunk? Yeah. Oh, they they absolutely said that they were both drinking. Yes. Yeah. Heavily. But, but okay. So but, you know, I didn't. I didn't know that she. That, they say it. I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't do the the autopsy, but I know what they say. Okay. It's funny because Ted Kennedy wasn't there either. He ran away. Yeah. And he was drunk. But later but, to become later to become just a revered because yeah. Revered, man. revered. I, how does Be, it happen? Because everything he did, kind of making me mad. Everything, <laughs> everything he did in the United States Senate on our side made him somebody that that, that we tremendously respect as as one as you know a Kennedy liberal who did great things what do do, for people. By the way. Oh, everything. I mean, he, he <laughs> oh, led. Everything. How about health? He led the way on health care for sure for for decades. Trying we to didn't have it. With, with, no, trying. He fought done. for it. He fought for it. Right. Okay. You know, it was. It, he didn't get it until eventually Barack Obama did. Yeah. Right. But 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 Ted Kennedy worked with Obama and worked with Clinton and everybody. I mean, you know, he was. A what else? Gr- okay. Then what out? What name? One other thing he did. Well, he supported every, and I mean every liberal position, and I mean the far left. How the far left? When when all you did was support other people's positions, because senators don't get to. Nobody in this country is a king. Donald thinks he is, but nobody in the country is a king. That you 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 take your position. And you push as hard as you can. Yeah, but, but, and you know, he accomplished, um, he pushed very hard. Some, Rastus McFeely from the great state of New Hampshire supported every liberal cause, but he's not uh, uh, treated like a hero. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Kennedys are something by themselves, which. Well, I mean, listen, uh, I, I, John Kennedy, you talk about profiles and courage. I mean, I, I do believe John Kennedy, uh, a pro life. Tax cutting Democrat pro life. Yes, John Kennedy was pro life. Okay. You know that, right? Okay, no, no, don't say that. Don't say that <laughs> because look, he did not bring his Catholicism into governance. He he may have personally been pro life, and and listen, if you want to say that, I'm going to say most people are pro life, including I am pro life. I do not want anybody harmed. Anybody, okay, we, uh, you know, so so forget that. I mean, don't get carried away here. You don't know what you know he would have well, done. I'm, you don't know yeah, what he would have done with with Roe, Roe v. Wade. You don't know, but he did pick you know liberal Supreme Court justices. Now that's you know. well, I mean, kind of semi liberal Supreme. Back in the day, a liberal was a different person back back in those days okay but uh, come on don't I mean, he's, yeah, he's I, I, you're, 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 par- you're was... parsing things here yep. because yep. look uh uh ronald reagan picked john paul stevens who became one of the greatest liberals yeah you know okay so but, whatever all right, so, so so let's go back i mean i, I know you've uh, john mccain i get it he died 81 great dad you know megan's cool um War hero, but other than that, he's a petty obstructionist and a do-nothing U.S. senator 
who actually has done nothing. And the one thing he has his name attached to is an anti-conservative, anti-constitutional bill called the McCain-Feingold bill. And so I'm not quite sure what else we're supposed to I mean. It's no reason to disrespect him. I, it's not about disrespect. I'm not, I'm not disrespecting him either. No, just, but I'm the just, president is. Okay, with the flag thing. I, I get it. I, I mean, I I mean that's it, intentional. But, that's, but, but you know what? Maybe it is. Well, of course it's intentional. Maybe, maybe it is. But it's, it's, it's no more petty than trying to derail uh, the, the, the presidency of Donald Trump only because he outruns you and he makes you look like a do-nothing U.S. senator like he was. John McCain was part of the swamp. And it, to me, anybody who has been there for any length of time has been part of the problem. I don't care whether you're Chuck Schumer or John McCain. The idea that we celebrate people because they've just been around a long time is weird in this country anyway, uh, because it's like, oh, he was a senator for 35 years ago. That's a problem. Uh, to me, that's, that, that, that's a problem that he was a senator for 35 years. I don't think there's, we, we should ever have a senator that, there's, that, that is there for 35 years. Well, people you know, wanted this, him there. It gets this bad trade deal. Wait a second. People wanted him I, there. Well, I get it. Now, are you for term limits? No. Oh, I was going to say. I, I was going to worry about your, your, your well, I mean, libertarianism. I, I, no, I support, I support yeah. for instance. I, people I, have I, a right to vote for who they, support, who they want. Right. I do, yeah. I do, I do think, re, yes, uh, absolutely. But, but oftentimes uh, that, that is a measure of, again, uh, whether or not you just simply are able to streamline it with money in politics, whatever. And again, I don't begrudge money in politics. Well, I was going to say, right. Some of these guys who've been around there for a long time. And, 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 you know, the voting populace for so long has just kind of been so anesthetized. Yeah. And, and, and let me give you an example. Lever, let me Democrat give you, and Republican. Yeah, let me give you an example that you're going to love. Okay? Let's talk about Dick Gephardt. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's not your favorite guy, right? No. No, not at all. My question is this. Know, Dick, Dick My Gephardt question, for a while there was pro-life. You know that. No, right? well, I don't know. But it's a, poison. Okay. Yeah. Here's my question. Dick Gephardt, and this is, brings up this whole money thing. Dick Gephardt started off as a, a, um, an alderman in St. Louis. Yes. What did he make, 15000 a year? Then he got into you know, higher offices, and his salary kept going up. And if he, were a, 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 if he were a senator today, he'd be making, what, 175 Okay. You want to explain to me how he became a multi multi millionaire how do these know. how do these guys oh it's not just him he's just an example how do these guys get into office have no job that pays them anything for you know their whole lives and walk away multi millionaires there's something going on i'm not saying we can legislate against it i don't you know how do you how do you legislate it to make people be honest I, I have no idea. The Hillary Clinton response to the death of John McCain, I, I don't know either, but uh, that, that, that is a problem, and I, I, I get it. But I, I, I didn't, I, after a while, I tuned out. I didn't know what you were talking about. Well, now you know. Now I do. Yeah. But, 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 but here's, here's your girl, Hillary Clinton, who's uh, reflecting on Sure, I heard her. Oh, you did? Yeah. You- I think that example that he yeah. set of working across the aisle, but more than that, working bring people together i mean first of all here's here's hillary clinton 
she had nothing nice to say about John McCain throughout 2008 and beyond. Uh, and the only reason she kept her mouth shut is because she was so damn bitter that Obama beat her in the uh, in the 2008 for the for the nomination. I so have never said, heard any bitterness out of her mouth towards anybody, but she did say deplorables. That was, yeah, she, listen, but other than that, I, I don't know what she said. Well, I don't, she, I don't know I, what she, bitterness. She didn't go out and actively uh, campaign for Obama. I mean, maybe a little bit. Yeah, she did. But not much. And Bill did. Yeah. Well, yeah. She, she was kind of the McCain of the, uh, they weren't happy. Of the, of the, Democratic Party. She was the one who uh, lost an election and then wound up actually extending that bitterness to people who otherwise were excelling past her. And I think McCain had that. Uh, I think McCain was intimidated by Donald Trump. I think he knew the truth about the swamp. I think John McCain knew that he was part of the problem. What is the swamp? The swamp is made up not only of a bunch of pencil pushing bureaucrats who have been there for people that we that we need we saw, no, desperately. We saw what they did in desperately. The FBI no, they, they the make CIA. our country great. Yeah. And, and they're also a bunch of these do-nothing politicians who believe that it's a good thing to lock arms with the other party and make a deal that basically counts out the American people. Now, I was just going to agree with you on that because what Hillary said that I see, I'm not in favor of that. And I don't believe that Hillary is either. I think she's lying. Well, let's, all let's, this let's, cross let's, let's going. Yeah. That example that he yeah. set of working across the aisle, but more than that, working to bring people together uh, here at home and around the world uh, is one we should remember. Let yeah, yeah, right. So so that's that's her rap. And, and the all these people are going to be cloaking themselves in John McCain's body to run around and attack Donald Trump. To me, as far as uh, as far as uh, as bipartisanship is concerned and working together and bringing people together. And again, I'm not being a crab about this, but people working together has that whole concept is what has ruined our economy. Oh, that, stop. That, that, our that economy, we are a wealthy, they, they great are, country. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I realize we have clean water. I get it. Here's the deal, though. We have had, through the past three decades, politicians on both sides of the aisle who have thrown the American entrepreneur, American businessman, the small businessman, the manufacturing worker, all those people completely under the bus. John McCain has been around for 35 years, or what, I don't even know, actually know the number, but but when and all these guys who've been around, we didn't have meaningful tax reform for the American people, Mark, until Donald Trump was elected president. Well, we haven't had it yet. Uh, yes, we have. Well, and, and 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 let me say this: we are a a wealthy, powerful, great country. We were long before Donald Trump ever became a name that any of us really had to even think about except for walking past the television set and seeing that idiotic show that he did. But, but you know, this country is great not because of him. It's great because of the way the bureaucracy operates. It's great because of the way our institutions operate. It's great because of the entire system that we have developed, not through the founders, 
the founders didn't even think of any of these things that we do today in, in many respects. But we have come up with a phenomenal system that, that beats every other country in the world. I'm not Jamie. saying I don't, I'm not this saying is a great theory to other countries. I'm just saying it hasn't helped the regular average American. Because manufacturing is dying. No, it's not. Oh, oh trust hey, me, listen. it's dying. Artificial intelligence is I, the I, next frontier. Right. And let me tell you, if we don't win that one, then we will be but, behind but, you know, China. But, 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 the, but the bottom line is this, okay? You can talk all you want about manufacturing, but even if you're talking about artificial intelligence or robots or whatever, you still need to do it here and encourage American companies to be well, sure. people who are, who are at the forefront of this technology. Well, the, the way you're going to do that is by creating an environment that is friendly to business. No, and, and that's no, what Donald Trump no. Is doing. Okay. Universities get okay. research that develop these things with businesses. No. It's, greatest, it's greatest, what we've done. It's how we've worked. Our greatest accomplishments, Mark, and I wish I, I should I should write a book about this because I think we could develop a list. But our greatest accomplishments in this country have not come out of university classrooms. I'm just telling you that's not the case. The space program. Okay. The space program is 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 a science. I mean, obviously we're talking about science. Yeah. But but, but it's it's but, universities working with businesses. Right. I, I it's, still it's it's the way we do everything. It's the way we've solved medical problems. Oh, I get it, but but here's the thing: when it comes to American ingenuity and American elbow grease and building companies and doing that kind of thing, that doesn't necessarily come from a classroom. But all I'm saying to you, though, bureaucrats still, are, are, are 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 good people who work hard. We still we, <laughs> I gave you an article on that to read on an airplane yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. They're going to read on the airplane. <laughs> bureaucrats are good people too. So, but, but but when you get right down to it, there has to be an environment created where, like, for instance, if you look at what's happening in St. Louis, where we have a guy who was uh, who has created a, a school, uh, it's like it's like a tech school, but it's a coding school, and people can go there and attend coding school. Well, if there was not the environment uh, that we have now, to to like imagine. An environment where you actually you can create your own school. Well, that's only because we have a lifting on our taxation when it comes to corporate taxes, individual income taxes. They're they're spending money like mad, which is why we have the bull market run. Uh, they're they're going to Target now. They're going to Walmart. You name it. And and we we have we are reducing regulation. We have now Texas has become the only the the, the third largest oil exporter in the world. Texas, because you know why? Obama, for two terms, held on to these permits that were preventing people from being able to drill. And now we have people who are going down there making $50,000 a year just working in the oil fields now. Okay, so we can, de- the, we can debate. This is great. This okay, is excellent. So, so the economy this, is improving. And, no, and, no, no. Don't and, say that, though, okay. because I sent you a, a text message the other day recently, and it had a picture in it because you had said to me the last time I was here last week – that the tax receipts were going through the roof, and I sent you the picture of the Federal Reserve tax receipts, which show that they are collapsing, and that in the entire history of the United States, they have never gone down except during recessions, and this is the only other time that they're dropping because of this maniacal lunatic who's doing things that everybody knows don't make any sense. I didn't see the picture because uh, when for some reason my iPhone darkens 
when the sun is out, and I didn't see the oh, pictures. So sorry. So I'm sorry about that. But 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 all I'm saying is, John McCain. I, I, I'm not trying to go overboard in bashing him, but I'm trying to put him in context here. These people who are, just, I mean, listen, listen to more of this meet the press thing with with Hillary, where 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 uh, Chuck Todd and Hillary are both just going way too far in in trying to use the death of John McCain to attack Donald Trump. It's disgusting. We're going to have a whole week of this, and it's it, and it's and it's putting John McCain's accomplishments way out of balance with reality. And 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 again, to me. John McCain, I supported him in 2008, and again, I, I was a fan of his in 2000. But, but let's be real here about what John McCain was to this country. He was in the Senate for 30-something years and gave us nothing. Nothing. There's not one well, accomplishment I don't, I don't know that that's other than, fair. Other than but... him taking a vote on health care, John McCain has achieved very little – as a U.S. senator. Well, so, so let me say this. So why don't Hel- we stop okay. lauding these dinosaur politicians all the time? Heaven forbid Chuck Schumer dies. Lord, then we're going to have a whole whole week of that when Schumer's done yeah. nothing either. Well, you say only health care, but you know what? Think back. Health care became a major issue under Harry Truman. Harry Truman began the fight to create universal health insurance in the United States. That was 70 years ago. And so, honestly, if, if, if John McCain did this, right, he actually punctuated 70 years of fighting to try to, to keep people having health care. So he did something that was great. Plus, he was one thing. Plus, plus he, was That's good. he was a little punk about this, uh, as Connie points out, about this dossier where he's the one who, who tried to sick the FBI on Donald Trump and his campaign after all this. Well, you're going to find out all of this business you're talking about. We're going to find out which part of the dossier is true. We're going to find out who Donald has been stealing money from. We're going to find out about all of the, the money laundering that he's involved in and we're with gonna, Manafort. And you know what we're going to sit in our living rooms and watch all this unfold. You are. Against the backdrop of the blaring sound of Donald Trump using the N-word on an Omarosa tape that she has yet to Well, produce. if if he used so, it, if he used it and if they've got the tape, you're going to hear it. We, no, but that's the we least. Have, we would have heard that, it by that, now. No, you wouldn't have. Yes, and that's and that's the least of what he has done. That's the least. Okay, we got people running around this country using those, that kind of language all day long. Okay, they are not destroying America. We need to de- we need to deal America with that. Not being no, no, destroyed. we need it's to de- awesome. we need to deal with racism. That's okay, that's right. a fact. I'm not talking about but, racism. No, with you. but 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 my point is is that that is he using that word? Hey, listen, he's done a lot more than use that word. A lot more. Right. And some of it we've heard already. It's enough. More of it we're going to hear. Here, Chuck Todd and, and Hillary Clinton. Like, how is it that they just go right to Hillary Clinton when John McCain dies? That ought to tell you everything you need to know about what, how they're going to utilize this poor man's death. To, and, and it's only going to be used to try to embarrass Donald Trump further. Here, listen to this, though. This is Chuck. Say, let's have a little straight talk. Um, the timing of his death. In this moment that we're in in our politics, it, 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 there's a reason I think Washington's taking an extra stomach punch. 
The yeah, let's go back to the days when Republicans would just roll over for any Democrat that came their way. Let's go back to the days when uh, Republicans would stand in front of any microphone uh, put forth in their mouth, like John McCain did, from the news media and attack their fellow Republican or whatever. Let's go back to the days of bipartisanship. You know, when Democrats got their way every single damn time. So, listen, that's what this is all about. They, they, listen, here's Chuck Todd even more. Um, he leaves. Uh, the timing, I mean, we, we can't ignore this moment that he's leaving us. You're 100% right. Of course you are, Chuck. Because 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 Chuck, you're a hundred percent. Because Chuck Todd is another one of these people who believes that Donald is mentally ill. I mean, he believes it. He does. He does. Let's let's, let's hear. He understood that we've been through perilous times before uh, at home and and abroad, Um, but our institutions are being severely tested right now. Okay, correct. She's she is a, a swamp. Monstrosity is what she, she is. What she just said she, there was absolutely a hundred percent right. You know what? This is I'm, testing our institutions. I'm glad we're, we finally are testing our institutions. Well, we'll find out. I mean, most of America is finally saying we've been waiting to test our institutions for God knows how long, and we're finally testing our institutions. Yeah. I mean, well, how is it possible that a former hippie like yourself is now? The the main defender of our institutions. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely not. You. No, because well, because uh, you let me tear say, up your hippie no, card. No, let's let's say this. I'm a bigger hippie the, than you are. The now. Supreme Court is one of our most important institutions that protects us. Right, and, and our federal judiciary system but, is. But, who's, uh, but, but I who's mean, that, that, our, that is. But who's testing the, the the institution of the Supreme Court? We've got Court? a guy who is trying to turn this country into a dictatorship where he thinks he's king. And, but, and, and the fight is— No, he's is the president the, who the has fi- the right to appoint the, a Supreme Court the, justice. The fight is to create the, the environment that supports the system where we argue with each other okay. and, I, and, and come Mark, to decisions. I'm trying to follow you right now. That's your example of... He's trying to destroy democracy, but he's not intentionally doing it. He's just insane. How are you bringing up the the Supreme Court as an example of... It's it's one of our major institutions. And and what is the president doing? All being tested. Right. What is the president doing at this point to disrupt the Supreme Court? He's he's doing what he what is part of his oh, he ability has, to do as he does. is appoint a Supreme yes. Court justice. Yes, he has that right. No, you know what she's talking about, though. She's talking about the she's talking about the swamp. Talking about the news media, uh, of course, and, and, and the deep state. Yeah, well, there you go. Kind of stuff. First Amendment. Yes, you, you. Well, every time you say news media, you should be saying that's me because you are. No, and 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 listen, the worst thing that has ever happened. Certainly, I can't even think of anything worse in terms of the media in our area. Is what Stacey Newman did to you, right? So yeah. I mean, so and, and you know what? Look, She'd be the first, and everybody else would be the first to say Stacey Newman is part of an institution that we need to preserve. Because you know what? The institu- the institution, no, she broke the as law. Uh, kind of dicked me. She so broke. I'm more than happy she broke the institution. Wait, she broke the law. Oh, well, absolutely. Okay, we, we so make that no, 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 yes. absolutely. So that that's why I say you are the news media and must be protected. 
Look, let's not, not let's not forget how many years we've done this right. and, 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 and how far I would go to protect you. Right. But, Beca- but, and you disagree with everything. But, but, we- I, but, but Mark, everybody knows if you're using me as an example of why we need to leave Jim Acosta alone. You're out of your mind. Well, okay, I mean, I but we can defense. disagree on all that. I appreciate the defense, no, no, but, but, we we can but, disagree but on all that. Jim Acosta, uh, th- that's why it's also so hard to hear these uh, left wing members of the media uh, who inject their politics into their regular journalism coverage all the time. Why it's so hard for me to hear them talk about that because they're not the ones who are in peril here because they don't happen to be conservative and on the radio. Yeah. But, but it's hard to hear, Jamie. It's hard to hear. But let me tell you something. Do you know how many people come up to me? And we've been off the air, what, three months now? Whatever it is. Off the TV. And, and they, people come up to me every day still. And, 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 and when they do, the left-wing ones say, you know, it's hard to listen to Jamie Allman saying all that stuff in favor of Donald Trump. But... Lots of people on the left have come to love you as a person because they've found out that you're not just the sum of your political positions. And, and so yeah, I hear from them every day, Mark, about no, how they, they miss me. On, yeah, not, not one person has – well, okay. I'm not trying to insult the people who are, who are praising me in your presence. What I'm saying is, though, they're, they're having – it doesn't matter who it is. The Post Dispatch didn't seem to be concerned about no, the First Amendment. I don't like when, them. When, when I, I never was, did. When I when they helped erase me from TV because I'm their competition. Remember, they, they wouldn't even allow me from radio. They wouldn't even allow me. Remember to 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 publish a a an op ed piece in defense well, of yeah, you. Exactly because because Tony Messenger uh, was was more concerned about using his columns to call me a child Absolutely. racist than he was about so so these guys don't care about the first amendment. They care about making sure this world is a safer place for left-wing journalists. Okay, but they have a place in this thing too. Well, I'm just saying. These yeah, I mean, they, never, they belong here. Stepped up we, look, there's, there was no one that okay. came forward for me. So, I mean, hell, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not, not just the Democrats. I still can't get a phone call back from Roy Blunt for right, crying out loud. So right. it's Republicans and, yeah. and Democrats. Okay. And, 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 the, and the point is, is that our system allows this fight to go on. And it's a great fight. And, and sometimes it's, it's odd that people on different sides could agree on certain things, and that's good too. And and when we don't agree, I disagree with what see Hillary. I mean, I, and you know, I love Hillary, but that business that she says about uh, you know bipartisanship and you know coming together, forget that. We, we're supposed to support the side we're on, which you do, and I do. So that's yeah, good, I, I guess. But but the, but but here's the deal: uh, this idea somehow that. We need that our institutions are under attack. I'm sorry. CNN is not an institution. Uh, Left-wing mongrels like Hillary Clinton are not institutions. The deep state, the FBI, the CIA, all these idiots who, who, who were standing by while we are, we're all incinerated in New York and, and D.C., they're not an institution either. Do you realize if you go back in time – 
All right. When 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 John McCain was a U.S. senator for 35 years, think of all the things that happened while John McCain was senator for uh, for 35 years, and think of all the things that didn't happen. Think of all the things that uh, happened and didn't happen uh, when John Brennan was involved in uh, the intelligence community. Well, when John Brennan was well, the one thing he had to do, one, the one task that he had, as for instance, the uh, the uh, manager of the CIA office there in Saudi Arabia, in Riyadh. He didn't have much to do. And, and the one thing he did do uh, was, was, was manage that outpost there. And guess what happened? 17 U.S. servicemen died in the Kobar uh, bombings under his nose. And these guys all sat there, didn't do anything as the, as the Mooj plotted the 9-11 attacks all the for the past thirty five years, if you take the past thirty five years in the death of manufacturing in this country, the downturn in the economy, the 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 lack of people with a stake in our in, in, in our economy, the constant murders that are going on in, in, in the inner cities, all these kinds of things. By the way, all that crime is way down, but okay. Well, some of it is, yes, it's true. But but you know, and, and then we have you know them saying President Trump should have said something about the the gaming deaths in Florida. It's like, wait a minute, that's a that's a Tuesday evening in in Chicago. He doesn't even know what, what to do now. About? So anyway, but I'm by the way, that, but, that but you don't think us, I'm supporting the CIA? But you you yeah, know you, I mean, that would be ridiculous. I'm, I'm a lot of us are more than happy to watch our institutions being tested, and we are hugely sad when we see these dinosaur politicians all going out there and telling us to go back into our little holes and be good little American citizens while they handle our tax money and our institutions. They've been horrible at it. John McCain, for all of his uh, heroism in the war, everything else, was an awful politician and, and not a leader, has accomplished very little as a U.S. senator. And I'm just saying we need to keep it on balance. But unfortunately, what's going to happen is people like you, because you proved it, they, they, they're going to utilize John McCain's death they're going to take his body and beat Donald Trump over the head with it. And that's not. No, I don't, I don't want to beat nice. Donald Trump. I want to su- I want to support respect for John McCain in a way that is certainly limited. I mean, in other words, I don't want to go out and say I supported all of his politics, but I want to say, OK, he he, he should be respected as as the important person in our system that he was. And I don't want to beat Donald with John McCain. Donald beating himself every day and 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 that business of of putting the flag up i mean that is perfect a perfect example just one tiny one of how small he is and how ill he is because you know he could be bigger than that he's powerful he's the president of the united states he could speak to all of the people and you think that everybody just hates him i i i disagree I think they dislike him because they fear what he's doing. You know, Madeleine Albright wrote that book about fascism, okay? You know, this is what people think like me, uh, and that's the fear. So, you know— Mark Casey with a Madeleine Albright Well, reference. there are many people out here who agree that he is ill— and that he is okay, enough. taking us in a direction. That's enough. Can yeah, you, it is enough. No, it is enough. It, it, yeah. The whole flag—you know, listen— John McCain, if he had his way, Hillary Clinton would be president. 
And he, like all these other Republican legislators, would have their little comfort zone and their little fiefdoms and their little places. And John McCain could go out there and talk to the media and still be the same old John McCain. Donald Trump's biggest accomplishment was when he, once he was elected, he put everybody on notice that we're on to you. We know what you've been up to. Times are different. Life has changed. And these dinosaurs didn't like it and still don't like it, which is why they're out there squawking and, and, and then using John McCain's own death to try to attack President Trump. We're going to have okay, a whole week. But wait till, wait till we find out, and we will, yeah. what, what Donald Trump right. has been up to. Yes. And, and, and then and we more. can talk about it. No, it's way more. And oh, listen, don't, and don't forget, don't forget, and I've said this, but I should say it again. You know, Donald's got if if you look, by the way, go look at your your Rasmussen fake poll and and which is now showing him back to minus eight again. But but anyway, if you look at that poll, even in Rasmussen, they show that only 33 percent of the people in this country in the Rasmussen poll, if you look at it, really support Donald Trump. But listen, only 33 percent of the people supported uh, Joe McCarthy. And when Joe McCarthy was disgraced, right. which Donald will be, he was still at 33 percent. It never dropped okay. because there are there 33 percent who will support this no matter what he did. When when we have the N word tape and we have all the collusion stuff yep. and all this stuff, we'll just we'll go ahead and have you back in. No, we'll we'll and we'll go through that. That'll there's a good chance that'll be a fun be day. 81 by the time that happens. <laughs> Okay, we'll find out. There's a good chance you'll be lying in state. Yeah. By the way, before, I, before I run out of here, I want to say, you know, I hope your back is feeling better. I'm tired. I, I hate this back story because, you know, I have back issues too. You know, long time water skier and I've done all kinds of damage. But that's this just. Mark Case in water skiing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If, all you have to do, you know, you just have to. Do you can it. see it on my Facebook page, actually. If you go on there, there's a picture of me water skiing. If you can't, if you can't imagine Marques and water skiing, all you have to do is go back to that epic video where they had the squirrel water skiing. Remember that squirrel? Those, sure. Those, 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 those what, water you, skiing squirrel. Yeah, you forget. You put the water skiing picture on the television once too. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. You're yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And, and now let, let me also say you, you brought up the golf thing. From water skier hippie to defender of our institutions. Yeah, that's right. You brought up the golf thing and, and I've never, I don't play golf. Yeah, that's out. But, but actually many business deals are done certainly through golf, but they are also done in a very big way in this country, at breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, breakfast is a big thing. So let me say this. Anybody who wants a copy of, and they can just email me at markcason at yahoo.com, and I will send you my one of my papers that I wrote about uh, why Americans love breakfast and how it fits into this uh, uh, this no, business you, you, deal thing. You like thing. a little breakfast pancake house. Well, no, it, it, business is done I know. at breakfast. And on the golf course, which and, is why President both, Trump I get it. Uh, insulted the nation by by going and playing golf less than 17 hours after Listen, they the said John McCain. They said that stuff team. about Eisenhower and everybody else who played golf, so I don't get upset about the Golf is the least of it. Donald Trump should have gone into a dark room and meditated for two days. Right. Listen, th- there's nothing that's going to be better for all of us in the media, and and for him too. He's going to love it. I tell you, than the impeachment trial. <laughs> that that I want to tell you that is going to be one of the greatest yeah. events 
in our time. It'll, 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 be, it'll be in the run-up to the landslide of 2020 that President Trump, if, if, if his opponent wins one state, there's a chance President Trump might even win Minnesota in 2020. Remember so, this now, at the impeachment trial, okay, one, one of the things that he's going to say He's going to be talking about all the time sure. that he has the best. The the he, no, he's going to say that he has the best ratings of anything in history. And he'll be telling the truth because more people will watch that impeachment trial than any other event in American history. Right. I predict. Yeah, he'll go nuts and start the N word and we'll see. Else. He'll bring out his big boobed uh, okay. porn stars. And you're, you get it all worked I out. I got it worked you? out. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Well, Mark Casey, thank you for thank you for the time, buddy. Good seeing you. You look good. Hey, folks, we are live from the Discovery Design Studios, DiscoveryDesignInc.com. And heck, in just one second, darn, we've got Mama Kay in here with a couple of other ghost chasers. Or one other ghost chaser. Just one? Two. Oh. All right. Cool. They're going to come in the studio here in just uh, one second once we get them all hooked up. Get all the equipment ready to go. Don't pull me off Facebook, Facebook. Pay good money for music like this. I'm not playing the wallflower. Somebody else is. I didn't do that. Somebody else made that happen. Somebody else is playing the wallflowers. I only let us do that from his computer. Somebody else did that. I don't know what this... Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry about playing you that whole Hillary Clinton, Chuck Todd. I mean, it's so unnecessary because you know what we're going to be hearing all week long. Oh, we need to go back to the days when... Republicans and Democrats got along. Those were the days. Yeah, those were the days when they routinely pulled the pants down of every American and just, you know what, it us. Because those were not the days. The days are now. These are the days. As Van Morrison would say. I heard a really good song over the weekend. Really great Van Morrison song. Darn it, was it nice? Let me find it here. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can find this while we're getting everybody set up here. And then don't pull me off of Facebook, Facebook. I know what you're trying to do. I know you're. I know you have all your little algorithm monkeys out there trying to see whether or not I'm going to be. I'm playing something. I'll, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to switch it up. Then watch this. Do, 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 do. You know, I could always play my live version of Into the Mystic. I bet you won't pull me off for that, will I? Play this one. I have to tell you, any song that begins with these two lines. We were born before the wind. Is, you know, it's going to be a great song. I mean, if a song begins that way, imagine what goes on the rest of the time. It's a great one, too. I encourage all of you to uh, 
Pay attention to this. I don't think it'll pull me off for this one, will they? Mama K, come on in, baby. Let me get uh, you all ready to go here. Aw. I love people who believe in ghosts and stuff. Because I do. Mama K. Hi, sweetie. Hi, darling. Good to see you. Hey. Hi. Hi, remember me? I'm Jamie, yeah. Yeah. Hi, you at the Republic. That's right. Nice to see you. Okay. Yeah, nice to see you. Okay. Okay. And then you'll you share this one. Okay. Come on in. Let's get in here. Come on. Okay. Oops. Okay. Nope, you're over here. All right. Aw. Wow. It's heavy. Oh. Oh, Lord. Canned tomatoes? Wait a second here. Are you? All right. Hold on a second here. I mean, did they even pull me off? Did they yet? Oh, good. Oh, look at you. You have a garden, Mama K. Yeah. You garden? Uh-huh. Doesn't surprise me at all. I need you to. I want you to. Uh, you need to speak in that microphone. Say hi to everybody. Can you hey, hear me everybody. now? <laughs> hey, hey. Hi, Margaret Sharp. <laughs> I told this the is, mayor I'd say hi. This is Mama Kay. Introduce yourselves. I'm Lacey Reinhardt. Lacey Reinhardt. Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson. And these are people who are going to take you on a little tour. But first, I'm gonna, I'll get into that in a second, because we have all the time in the world. Um, gardening <laughs> is so cool. Um, I know they're not pretty. Oh, no. They never are, but that's the beauty of it. Are them, they though. genetically modified? No, no. Okay. No. no. But well, I don't think so. I bought these plants from a farmer. So well, my husband bought, he adopted them for me. He adopted them? Yeah. All right. There's nothing he better a than a, a guy. tomato that ripens on the vine instead of on a truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are beautiful. These I don't beautiful. eat tomatoes except my own. Well, Thank the, you. Reason, the reason I, I love, I, I, the, my love of gardening and gardeners goes way back to my grandmother uh, on my mom's side uh, and she was a wonderful, awesome lady and my grandfather was the, was the head of the World Council of YMCA's and so she would uh, she'd go and, they, and she had a home base in Geneva with my, with my grandfather Geneva? Geneva, Switzerland Yeah. And, 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 they were, and she would host and she'd have these beautiful pearls and these dresses on it would make all with this beautiful china and she was just such a uh, uh, this, this uh, feminine strong, soft you know, woman and she could host with the best of them but in did the wear, end did she wear our mic- eye makeup? Uh, maybe a little, but not much. You know why? She's got this thing about eye because makeup. oh, I green eyeshadow or something. Yeah, right. no. you have blue on, which <laughs> is awesome. Blue today, but but uh, but in the end, when you get right down to it, she was still just a farm girl from Pennsylvania, and so she was really in her best mode when she was in her garden and she was on a farm or you know pruning or doing whatever. And uh, and and sh- and she loved that garden of hers. So not only could she do and pull off this grand hosting and doing all that kind of stuff, she could grow her some really great veggies. And she grew this beautiful corn, tomatoes, uh, rhubarb. She made mm-hmm. the best rhubarb oh pie I've ever had in my life. And this wasn't strawberry rhubarb pie, people. This was rhubarb pie. Maybe a little bit of sugar, whatever. 
And of course, she was brought up as a Mennonite. So uh, whenever I said, Grandma, I love your rhubarb pie, she goes, you, you can never love a food. And she'd scold oh, me after I complimented her. <laughs> so she was that type of person. So one day, she's tilling in her garden, and she cuts off her forefinger. And, I, and that's what I remember my whole life is, is my grandma with four fingers instead of five. And I've never seen a woman, uh, a person, shuck corn with four fingers the way she did, ever. So I have a special place in my heart for for gardeners and just that whole vibe. And I always mm-hmm. loved watching her because I always thought, thought it was interesting how um, how gar- people who had gardens were uh, treated the plants and things like not unlike a a mom treats a child. Right. Yeah. Right. They're and, living. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes they get in there and I'd be, oh, aren't you hurting the plant? I go, no. And then pruning. It's like a and haircut. Doing, yeah, pruning yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff. And you, you kind of like, for lack of a better term, manhandle uh, these plants, which I thought was always great. But, but they seem to love that. It's like, kind of like, you know, when you see right. animals out in the wild, now they take care of their young. They pick them up by their teeth and everything else. <laughs> Well, I do better when my hair's pulled a little, so maybe that's <laughs> really maybe that's what helps them thrive. <laughs> you know, a family uh, show, right? That is a no. Well, that's a that's a great line. I gotta tell you that. And so, what else did you make here? Uh, this you... is tomatoes, stewed tomatoes. Oh wow! Put them in soup. Love it. Or stew. Just drink that right out of the out of the, mm-hmm. the thing. I Very only healthy. eat my own tomatoes. I... Yeah. I try not to buy the ones from the store. They're just nasty. All right. So tell tell me about. The tours. How do, how do we get set up? How do we get a hold of you guys? How do we get involved? What do we do? So for tours, you can either call us directly or you can go to the website or you can go to Facebook. We have a few different ways you can reserve a tour. Uh, we have several different tours, different kinds of tours that we offer, and um, they're very different. They're not your usual ghost tours. Okay, so let me find. Let me get your Facebook page really quick. So just Haunted STL? Yeah. Is that what I do? Tours. Yes, Haunted STL Tours. Haunted, and St. Louis is um, cool for that because I just gotten back from. Uh, I want to. I want to just get on your Facebook page so I can like it and get that. I, know, I can't believe I haven't liked it yet, though, Mama K. What's wrong, what's wrong with me? Have I liked it? No, I haven't. No. Darn. Okay, I'm going to share it now too, people. We're right. Um, We're somewhere. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Jamie likes it. Yeah. Let me just do this real quick. Well, uh, I, they won't let me share on my 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 actual. Uh, on my hold, on, I'm sorry, I'm being an idiot here. Hang on. <laughs> okay, he's intimidated. <laughs> well, that's why All we have greatness. Tim. I don't know how to do any of that either. Okay, I'm just going to share it uh, right now here on my page. Boom, on the Almond page. So it's up there on on my Facebook page. Go on their page, like it. And St. Louis is so cool about this because recently, because I'm working on a project in, involving uh, a famous St. Louisan that I'll get to someday to tell everybody. But I, but anyway, it led me uh, to Bell Fountain Cemetery because um, I love that place, mm-hmm. first of all. Somebody just got it. I volunteer yeah. there as well. Oh, you do? Yeah. That's the coolest darn place. It is. And, and it's full of history. And if you, you want to see... Uh, 
if you go to any street in St. Louis uh, and then you go to Bell Fountain Cemetery, you'll see the street name on a mausoleum. That's yes. basically how yep. it works. Because right. it's all Our after founding St- families between there and Calvary, that's where they are. Yeah, right, right. And Calvary was more like like Clark is buried in Calvary from Lewis and Clark, or is it Lewis who was buried there? Uh, well, it's Clark is in Bell Fountain. Oh, the William Bell, oh, Clark okay. monument is one of the most visited. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So somebody else, like a famous, somebody else along those lines is buried in, in Calvary. Calvary. I don't. I can't remember. Well, Dred who it is. Scott's buried in Calvary. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Calvary is the Catholic cemetery, yeah. and then of course separated just by one road, and then you have Bell Fountain on the other side. Okay. And something you might notice is there are so if, like if, for example, if you were a Freemason, you could be buried in Calvary if you were also Catholic, but you couldn't have the symbolism on your tombstone. So you have a lot of uh, Freemasons who are buried in Bell Fountain. But they're at the very edge of the cemetery facing Calvary. Oh, wow. So there's all kinds of little fun things like that that a lot of people don't know. And you have to, it takes more than a day, it takes more than a week. Yeah, right. You really have to know your St. Louis history, be passionate about it, and then go through there again with a different set of eyes. It's a really cool place. I was telling people the story the other day about the woman who's buried there who was the most beautiful woman in St. Louis Kate Bennett. Yeah, Kate Bennett, right. She died from her beauty products. Yeah, yeah, right. She wanted to pale her skin up and poisoned herself. Arsenic and lead were products used very often back in the day. And, you know, we didn't eat tomatoes here in St. Louis for about 150 years because of how they reacted to lead plates. They would sizzle and smoke and look terrible. And, of course, we didn't think about the lead in the plates. We just assumed tomatoes were bad. Uh, So for a long time, we didn't eat tomatoes here because of that. Wow. Mm -hmm. that I mean, that's fascinating. So now when we do the tours... So are we? Where do we go? Where are we going? So we actually have a, a brick and mortar location that's downtown at three thirty eight North Fourth. So don't be afraid of downtown people. It's okay. There's <laughs> no, parking. It is okay. And we're fine. There's parking right um, there. It's actually a great location because we're close to one of the oldest and most historic parts of well, the oldest and most historic part of St. Louis, which is Laclede's Landing, which is seeing a nice comeback too. So we do tours there as well. Um, but we're right there in the heart of downtown and where we should be. Okay, so what is haunted down on Laclede's Landing? Oh You've my got God. to be kidding. I know. I, well, that's why you yeah. guys are the experts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, just, for me... I, I mean, just the, the area itself. I mean, you know, the cholera epidemic... I mean, one in 11 people during that died. Yeah, in 90 Uh, days, you had a massive epidemic that wiped people out, and they stacked those bodies in Clay Morgan Alley specifically. Oh, really? So between Clay Morgan Alley and, I mean, you had Henry Shoto's son who had a large piece of property down there. You've had uh, underground railroad activity down Mm -hmm. there. Morgan Street Brewery, which is one of the oldest buildings that still survives on Laclede's Landing, used to, it wasn't called Morgan Street Brewery then, but they used to hide runaway slaves and help them get down to the river. I mean, you could see Illinois from the slave state of Missouri. And we... Let's not even talk about the spillover of the activity that came from Laclede's Landing and the the steamboats out onto, what was the... uh, Oh, Bloody Island? You're talking about oh, Bloody Island? No, no, the, the prostitutes and the, the red light district. Oh, yeah. Oh, Deep Morgan. Right, Deep yeah. Morgan. Yeah, so St. Louis is home to so many firsts that are 
almost like slang terms we use every day and we don't even think about it. But, you know, we've all heard of, you know, Mac Daddy and I'm yeah. Mac. The Macs were an actual group of pimps that lived in St. Louis headed by Stagger Lee or Stag O. Lee. And he was truly, I'm not making this up. I mean, Rolling Stone magazine did an article on this, I think, in 2009. <laughs> he is the original gangster. And the ballad of Stagger Lee is the most reproduced song of all time. Right. And that's yeah. about a guy right in downtown St. Louis. He was a part-time carriage driver and part-time pimp, part-time gambler. <laughs> well, because around scary dude, too. Yeah, hang on, because, because I mean, not now what happened is, the problem is the people who listen to the all the morning show, the minute you said Mac Daddy, uh, I, 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 we got time, so don't worry. I'm not the minute you said Mac Daddy, and I'm not trying to use, I'm not, I know, I don't know what your politics are, you guys, so I'm not trying to drag you in anything. But people who just heard you say Mac Daddy, uh-huh. um, Obama is a Mac Daddy. <laughs> Obama pimps white women and black women. So he, Ooh. so even, oh, Lord. Uh, so I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that. I don't know that he was officially made a member. <laughs> no, no. I just, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that when you say Mac Daddy on an almond radio product, we know everybody <laughs> remembers that. Well, so I just want to let you know you brought that up. Well, now we know where it came from. Now then oh, tell mama. me. <laughs> oh, mama. So you, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, Shoto. So uh, now, what about what is this thing about Shoto's Pond? There were a few Shoto's Ponds, actually. Yeah, so the landscape of downtown looked a little bit different than it does today. Um, There actually used to be an area called Mill Creek, and Mill Creek was predominantly free black or descendants of free blacks who occupied that area. That's a whole nother... You ever heard the song, How Frankie Shot Johnny, or When Frankie Shot Johnny? That's where that came from. Wow. So that was a predominantly free black area, and um, just the way that they had been changing the landscape, and I mean, we've changed the shape of the Mississippi. Mississippi, I don't know how many times as well. Yeah. So um, that area was prone to flooding, and that's where the pump station is now. Um, but that whole area was a Shoto's pond at one time. And people could take their little boats out. And the problem with that is not only mosquitoes, but it just got so polluted, they decided it was time to drain yeah. that swamp. Well, then didn't they have some, wasn't there a big fire? On the riverfront there, too? 1849. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Great Fire. Um, 23 steamboats burned in 15 city blocks in what was then the commercial district of Laclede's Landing. So at one time, those were all wooden creole structures. And so when they were rebuilt, and there were only three people who died in yeah, the fire, yeah. believe it or not. One was our fire captain at the time. Um, but... When the buildings had to be redone, some of the political spillover from that that we still have today is people don't realize the French and the Germans really didn't get along that well. And so when all those French buildings burned, uh, our mayor at the time was of German descent and had a relative who owned a a brick company. Um, And when all of our buildings were redone in German brick, that was a little bit of a controversy as well. Wow. So, yeah. So now when you guys do the tours... uh, is it a day or so, like how does it work? 
Well, ghosts don't care what time of day yeah. it is, no. right? Yeah, they don't we know care this. if it's late. Nah, yeah, they right. I like that about ghosts. <laughs> so we um, we do our tours day and night. The Laclede's Landing tours are in the evening. They're from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. And we do them with um, in conjunction with another fellow who's been down there on Laclede's Landing for seven years, David Reardon, who's a great friend of ours and has taught me a few things and mm-hmm. <clears throat> vice versa. But, um, I mean... There's so much about St. Louis that people don't know. So we kind of, well, not kind of, we pride ourselves on our historical accuracy. Yeah, yeah. And then we make history more attractive to people who would otherwise not be interested whatsoever. Yeah. And so be- God forbid you learn something right, on these yeah. ghost tours. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the metaphysical reasons that we have all these hauntings, that's a big factor too. So when you have things like limestone and moving waters and Caves. ground that was sacred yeah. to Native Americans, and we literally did build on top of sacred burial mounds. Yeah, we, we really did. Our whole city is just like the movie Poltergeist. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So now, because because usually when you... That, like, like So this is more than just like the Lemp Mansion right. tour. Oh, right. Which is yeah. super haunted as well. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. But there's, there's but so much more. It's, yeah. yeah, that's what's so cool about it is I never really, really considered it. I know that I love it when, like, let's say they're doing some construction product, prod, project down on, on down on the uh, the landing or somewhere. Remember, I, I seem to remember they were doing something down close to the landing, and they were excavating all these things, and they had to stop yeah. because they discovered, you know, uh, I, I guess they got like a, a potter's, um, potter's field, field mm-hmm. or something, and, and, mm-hmm. and then they uncover all these artifacts and things like that. Where do those go, by the way, once they pull them out of there? So that's a good question. Um, the old courthouse actually has a large stash of Native American artifacts. So does the Missouri History Museum. Um, I would imagine there are a few other places that they go as well, probably some universities for study. Um, you know, it, unfortunately, before we started really valuing other cultures like we do now, we weren't very nice yeah, with right. what we mm-hmm. were doing. Um, now, luckily, I mean, we can't erase what has happened, but yeah. we can try to do better moving forward, and now much more care is taken. So let me ask you this, because you talked about the whole town being just like poltergeist, and we just mowed over these Indian grounds. So if I went to Cahokia and saw the mounds over there, that basically is just a signal that uh, like like uh, that was maybe what parts of St. Louis looked right. like, right? And yeah. they just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Right. right. The, okay. Yeah, it was the Mississippian civilization that built those mounds. And Cahokia Mounds was actually a bigger site than some of the Mayan ruin cities that people go visit today, like Chichen Itza. Yeah. You know, in the Mayan Riviera. I mean, this was a huge, thriving community. The Mississippi River Valley was fertile and great for growing crops and raising livestock and you had these limestone bluffs that you could take shelter under. So they did very well. And they are the ancestors of the Osage that occupied our area. And they were a hundred thousand people strong at one time. This was not a small tribe of people. This was a nation. And they were giant people. They were six, six and a half feet tall. They towered over most Indians. Oh, really? Mm I knew a girl who was of uh, Osage ancestry, and she herself was like six foot two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I was, never even. She was very tall. That's interesting. So, when it comes to the haunting aspect of it and, and the poltergeisty part of it, how does it manifest itself? Like, if I were to 
because I mean, obviously people aren't being you know beheaded by a ghost or something, or, or it's not really traditionally the the way we see hauntings. Uh, we, and it's actually a lot more positive. It's not like there's a bunch of ghosts running around going, Whoa! you know, it's more like a, it's a little different than that. It's hard for people to grasp. But it's a little different than that. Yeah. I, yeah I, or maybe I it's think, not. Well, I think, you know, Hollywood did kind of, you know, put a spin on things, but not that there's not scary things out there, but I think it's all my experiences have been a whole lot more subtle. And I, I, I try to tell people that, I actually I overheard one of the uh, places I go after work. The bartender, she was freaked out. Her house is haunted. And I'm like, just think of it as they're just people. They're just dead. They're just people. Yeah. So if they're doing something, they're trying to get your attention the best they can. Maybe they're trying to say something, try to get their story told. I think that's what causes a lot of the hauntings is like, like, like the cholera thing. I mean, they... 90 days, so many people were wiped out. And that, that's a life cut short. They didn't get to tell their story. They didn't get to say maybe goodbye to their parents or to their children. Or Yeah. So that energy lives on, and especially like down there, like the limestone and all that. It just gets embedded and soaked in, and that energy stays there, and it you, manifests. It manifests itself when, yeah. when it types, gets strong enough. Right, and there's two types of hauntings typically, and what we see a lot of on the landing and over and over again are your residual hauntings. So there's mm-hmm. residual and intelligent. Residual is what Tim was describing. A life cut short, maybe they're resistant to go to the other side, maybe they had a pattern. Mm-hmm. You see this a lot in um, old military installments like Jefferson Barracks, very mm-hmm. haunted place. And what you see are residual hauntings, people who had patterns that they still are following. Yeah. Um, and then you have intelligent hauntings. And these are the spirits that you can maybe communicate with or that, mm-hmm. you know, to Tim's point, want to express something. Right. And very different. Well, it's interesting because when I was in at Bell Fountain, because I, when you talked about uh, the story being told, this is, this is very specific to this thing I'm working on because it was really quite by accident. But I did go and it was about this uh, – uh, young poet, and uh, she was one of the most famous poets in the world, not just from St. Louis. And so uh, I I go out there, well, it's Sarah Teasdale, so I'm I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, so anyway, so I go to her house. I'm working on this project about her. So I I go to her house where she grew up on Kingsbury place, which is this beautiful place, and and her mom and dad had built the, the house, and it's where she did most of her writing as a young girl in this house. And so I had been working on this thing and I went back to my house and I felt like she had somehow like latched onto me. Like I felt like mm-hmm. somehow because I was so, cause I, I was just engrossed in her story and just, and and still am and, and working on this. But so I was just like, I know everything about her and everything. And it was so strange to have. And then suddenly um, out at my pool, I have these lanterns, and I, I'm t- telling you, every time I'm thinking about her, this little—I mean—and it's not—it's a lantern you have to turn on. Okay, it's one of these like uh, bought it like Michaels or something, you know. Oh. But it, you know, but you have to turn the thing on. Right. And every time I think about her, that light comes on. That light is on at my pool, <laughs> uh-huh. and I, it got to me be calling. I felt like this is definitely her attempt to not 
to make sure I don't forget about telling her right. story. Right. Like I felt like that. Now maybe I'm fantasizing about it or it's in my mind, but I honestly did feel that way. Like I, I felt like it was somebody because to me her story actually has not been told to uh, accurately or correctly or whatever. So that's and I think she's got more to say, and mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna, I'm going to be able to say it, but. It was curious about the, the finishing or telling the st- somebody's story. They want your story to be told. And that's, that's really all it is, it seems. Yeah. And yeah. I did notice, too, when I was at Bell Fountain Cemetery, like there's no one out there usually. I was, I was like 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so there's, there's, there are people everywhere. They're well, really good at not being seen. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. well what I'm, what I just felt like, I mean, I was out there and I was way, and I went to her site which is kind of off the yellow line you know mm-hmm. uh, even though it's on the 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 their little featured path whatever mm-hmm. it's kind of off the yellow line but i felt there was no one around uh you know maybe there were you, occasionally way in the offing you could hear the lo- the mm-hmm. uh, yard guys out there but i but i felt like everywhere i went there i felt like there were people around there were some people around mm-hmm. like I, I honestly felt like it was a highly populated place it was it, it just it was really str- a strange feeling, but it was a good one. I would say that that's probably one of the most peaceful places in St. Louis, and there are a lot of people milling around the cemetery. I mean, it's a huge place, yeah. and they have a lot of employees and a lot of volunteers. Um, people do forget that that is an active cemetery, and so there are still people you know who are buried there. Yeah, um, you know, and one of the things you were talking about, you know, people wanting their stories to be told and accurately. One of the reasons we got into this and the three of us are here and the three of us do what we do is because we're getting tired of seeing and hearing some of these people's stories almost intentionally being told incorrectly for Mm -hmm. sensationalism. That's not fair to them. And the reason we do this is I don't know any better. Like I don't follow any templates because I don't watch the ghost hunter shows. Right. I don't, because I don't, I don't want a preconceived notion of what something should look like or should be. It is what it is. Like Tim said, you know, it's subtle. You, you hear things that you're not sure if you heard, you see something and you question yourself sometimes, sometimes not. You're pretty sure you've just seen a ghost and it's a whole different experience. But you know, like we used to say when we do the Lent Mansion tours, nothing is going to grab you by the ankle and drag you down a hallway. Right. And yeah. if it does, make sure you get that on footage because we're <laughs> yeah. all going to be rich right. if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So often these experiences are personal and you know it happened. And it's one of those things that you can't prove to anybody, even with evidence that we gather as investigators, EVPs, video, photos. So many people have ruined this for believability. Right. And we mm-hmm. offer tours that are not going to insult your intelligence. I am a St. Louis native. My family has mm-hmm. been here many generations. Uh-huh. I have to live here. My kids live here. My reputation is on the line if we get caught pretending that there's something paranormal going on that isn't. Right. And I promise mm-hmm. you that happens. 
And everybody knows that happens. And that's why even people who come into our store downtown, they kind of give us that look. Like they're sizing us up to see <laughs> oh, if we yeah. look like snake yep. oil salesmen. <laughs> right. And what are you going to fake today? Right, yeah. right. And yeah. our, the truth uh, about St. Louis history and even the truth about St. Louis now is sometimes stranger than fiction. You don't have <laughs> you don't to make have anything to. up. Right, right. And places like Alton, Illinois, Alton's haunted too. Hannibal, Hannibal's haunted. We all have the same recipe that makes up an active area. So you've got Native American history, Civil War history, Underground Railroad activity, the living water, which is a current. Um, you've got the limestone. You've got other mineral content. You've got original structures still standing that maybe these spirits are still moving about in. Um, cobblestone streets. We're loaded with them. And people see a lot of apparitions on the cobblestone streets. Hmm. So the old cliche of the ghost walking through the wall, it's probably because there wasn't a wall there when that person was alive. <laughs> right, right. Um, or they just don't give a damn. Or they don't care because yeah, they're they dead. Do what they they can walk through a wall. So <laughs> showing off. I'm a ghost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no ghost but police here. You, Bell Fountain is a great place to go for history mm-hmm. and to appreciate beauty and nature and they're an arboretum and there are so many other things don't go there to ghost hunt no one should be doing that it's an active cemetery yeah, and right. should be respectful and that's another yeah. thing that differentiates us from some other and i'm not downing any other paranormal yeah. pe- folks because everybody has their own method of doing this it's a pseudoscience okay mm-hmm. um no one's ever going to prove ghostly activity but we certainly believe in it and our goal is just to be as honest as we possibly can we give you the theories behind reported paranormal activity or things we've experienced but we guarantee you you can fact check us and there's nothing made up about what we do and and not only that like to jump out at bell fountain with a whole bunch of Devices, yeah, you know, right, and, right, and start Tour ghost hunting. Yeah, no. it's, it's not okay, uh, yeah. it's, not okay you know, in any it's, cemetery. Yeah, it's no. not good anywhere. But the the best device you have is just yourself. Mm-hmm. If you know yourself well enough, I when when we go around in some of these haunted places, I get a chill. I know there's something there when that happens. I just kind of goosebumps everywhere. And it's not fear. Yeah. It, it used to be. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. that was when I learned, hey, that's my little alarm. So I don't, I don't always need a handful of devices and belts and toolkits. I have a cell phone. I can take a picture. I have a recording device on my cell phone. So if I felt wherever I was, I could do something respectfully mm-hmm. yeah. and just say, is there someone here? And then I can check that later. Well, so do, do people call you and ask you to come out and check mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. out and investigate and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, so when, when you guys do your tours, though, it's kind of a different story, but you're, you, you guys are already playing with what you already know and what you're telling people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you also do like active – yeah, ghost mm-hmm. hunting, but, and even that though, when someone contacts us, it's still a historical thing. Yeah, the, the first thing we do is Research. look up the house. How old is it? Has anyone died in the house? Yeah, you know any anything we can build up because if you have a background knowledge, you can go in and maybe ask the right questions to get the response. Right, right. Well, because you know it's interesting that you point that out because I had um, the 
this this house I live in uh, was uh, built in 1910, and uh, so I. Uh, was always curious about the background of the house. And so I did research on the house and I did um, learn that the person who owned it was, was lived downtown, but this was kind of almost their country home, Mm -hmm. which was kind of Mm -hmm. weird, but it was their country home. And I know for a fact he died in my bedroom. Like I know, I know he died because I I read his obituary. He died, died in, 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 in the bedroom. So I know that I've never felt anything from him per se, because the house wasn't owned by many people, but I did know, and people think I'm crazy, but but when we first moved in, uh, there was that's this. A stand, that's a standard. Oh yeah, you're gonna yeah. think I'm crazy. But... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When it's we first, our intro. <laughs> when we first moved in, every time I'd get up in the morning to go into radio, uh, I would see this little girl running around. I don't know why she was there. I don't know what it was, but I would see her running around just in this bedroom. The only time I've ever mm-hmm. seen her is in this bedroom. And then uh, running I around. I moved. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'll tell you, I'm scared of ghosts. Like, oh, I'm really? the worst yeah. ghost hunter ever. If I physically saw that, I'd probably move. Well, her very first well, ghost hunt, I had to tuck her under my arm. Uh, her really? Yeah. My first, we're the proprietors of the, the business. I wouldn't be there had it not been for her. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, she, yeah. The first time I ever experienced a real paranormal situation, yeah. I almost died myself. Well, this, this wasn't this wasn't menacing. I'll tell you one thing though. I did it did give me these chills. Yeah. And it was really weird. And then uh, suddenly uh that for whatever reason you know, it was about two years, and then then I never saw her again. That that actually is real similar to this. The experience that got me into doing this, other than just watching the TV shows and going, "Wow, if that's on on the level, that's creepy." You know? Yeah. Um, was I was still in college and living at home, and my aunt was living with us as well. She was getting uh, she had lung cancer, and she was getting old. She was alone. Um, so she lived, moved in with us, and she was more like a, a grandmother to me. Um, but as you know, eventually, as the the as it developed, she went into like a hospice. Um, and she did since you know college and everything. I didn't really get to say goodbye to her. But when that happened, for like a span of like six months, and this goes back to like listening to Art Bell. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that's how, I love Art how, Bell. How old school that, that this yeah. really is, is he gave me the term shadow person. And that's what I was seeing. I would wake up in my bed, middle of the night. I sleep with the TV on. So it's not like it's totally dark. Yeah. And there's a shadow, a humanoid, walking across the room and looking over at me. And the first time I saw that, it was like Homer Simpson screaming. Where his tongue was doing the flag, you know? I was terrified. And it kept happening, not every night, but a lot. So then I started going, researching. Maybe it's sleep paralysis. So I would sit up. When I would see this thing looking at me, I would get up and change the channels on the TV. Well, I can see the channels flipping. I'm flipping it, not sleep paralysis. I learned that, like, bad wiring can cause electromagnetism in your brain that can make you paranoid and see things. And 
went and got an EMF detector at Lowe's and, huh. you know, checked the fuse boxes and all the wiring. Wiring's solid, too. Why is this thing here? My dad built this house. The lot was trees before that. I didn't grow up with any kind of experience. I started putting all this together, and while I was doing all these ex- science experiments going, you know, I can flip the TV and all this stuff, and I grew less and less scared. And as I grew less and less scared, it kind of dissipated and went away. It was like a span of like six huh. months. Uh-huh. And who was it? And that's when I put it together. My dad and myself and his brothers and sisters were all pranksters. We <laughs> loved to torture each other. That was my aunt. And when I wasn't screaming anymore, it wasn't fun, so she moved on. That's, that, it has that's to funny. be what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, let's put it this way. I, I, I said this when we were talking about this a while back when we were just promoting this coming on. I was thinking, you know, if I were, if I were a ghost, I would, have, I would try to make the most of it. I would try oh, to be. Oh, yeah. I definitely would be. Uh, oh, I've got some after death plans. I, I would, oh, yeah. I would, set up my absolutely. house real nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would be taking the TV remote all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ghost tip number one, yep. right? You're, Take yeah. the remote. Take yep. an object. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so yes. now, so this goes, this goes on. This is not just like a Halloween thing. This goes mm. on through the year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all you have to do is go to the website, hauntedstltours.com. Yep. Or go to the Facebook page. The Facebook page is cool. You guys, you guys are always on it. It seems so. It's good. And Tim just um, added a, a video clip um, that's kind of embarrassing for me, but it's it shows you what a real paranormal experience looks and maybe feels like. Mm-hmm. We were at well, we were talking about Stagger Lee earlier. We were at the house where we have some activity from that era and <laughs> potentially him um, maybe some other unsavory characters and we were using a pendulum and I don't use pendulums the thing it looks like a stone on a chain uh-huh. yeah. and women have used them for years to try to determine if they're having a boy or a girl hold it over their bellies when they're you know expecting and people use them for different things and for me, that's not a real scientific tool. And just because you're making this thing swing on a chain, that's great for you, but that doesn't show yeah. me both, anything. Both right, of right. us were really skeptical of it. Just <laughs> skeptical, you know? And Tim and I are, we're, I don't know, we do this all the time. And we see a lot of people who probably need therapy more than they need an exorcist. <laughs> and this is true. So we're, we're at this house, and I was asked to, hey, do you want to hold this pendulum and see if we get anything? Because for whatever reason, Spirits either like me or they don't like me, but they react to me. Hmm. And it's probably because I've asked permission so many times and with all the people I've met and all the different blessings and rituals we've done <laughs> to make sure we're in the, you know, in the good. Um, maybe that's why. But we had an experience in this house, and I got a little overwhelmed in the moment and I had to actually put the pendulum down and walk away for a minute, which is I'm not a drama queen and that's a bit unusual mm-hmm. for me. Um, and I just kept apologizing cause I'm the leader of the group, you know, while we're there and it's like, I'm embarrassed. But later when we went back and reviewed audio recordings, the moment I felt overwhelmed, something in the house said my name and it's quiet and it's on the Facebook page. You can view it, it's this. It's on our. It's on our website. Okay, on our website. so yeah. Sorry, on the, yeah. 
on Facebook or bo- website, website or both? Okay, the website. Yeah. Okay. Well, because you guys, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and, and of course, in that moment, we didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. But the way that we know that that's paranormal, yeah, and you know, we can't prove anything to anybody. They can ask us how we derive and, and deduce and get to where we get. But I mean, Tim, do you want to explain the the decibels and the voice and how that works? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this one, this one was interesting because it 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 is so subtle. Yeah, but. As as you're going through the the audio file, trying to you cut the noise out, you try to uh, raise the volume globally as as much as possible, and while you could hear the investigators talk, and that would keep getting louder, the the voice didn't really amplify much more. It was just just a breath. But um, yeah, what the other thing that Lacey was uh, talking about is actually uh, Dave Glover. On one of his Halloween shows, yeah, kind of blew my mind with something, and he caught a voice at the limp, and it was something to the line of <clears throat> that voice when they had they had some government entity check it just for authenticity, yeah, and they're like, it's not a doctored audio file, but that voice is made in a frequency that the human voice can't hit. Oh, so wow. I've been kind of trying to learn what that is because, you know, like I'm, I'm a musician or I was, um, mm-hmm. you know, mixing audio and trying to get that, that voice vocal line to sound clear and sparkle. You're cutting out this, you're adding this. And if you can find that happy mix of whatever that EVP is, you're going to really isolate it and hear a good, clean yeah. Class A. And because we couldn't, that is what tells us that this is something unusual. Wow. Yeah. Because it doesn't react the way normal voices do, but yet it's still a voice saying yeah. something. So That's wild. So yeah. I'm, I'm on your Facebook page, and I, I encourage people to check it out because uh, there's one video here, Spirits of St. Louis Cemetery Tour. Mm-hmm. And, and as you guys point out, you guys don't creep around with audio stuff. You just are no. doing a general Tour. Is this a Bell Fountain here then? or The Spirits of St. Louis tour is a, a cemetery and burial grounds tour. So that's just one of several stops uh-huh. um, on that tour. Okay. But we actually hit um, where there were Indian mounds, and we go all the way back to yeah you know mound building civilization. Because if you don't understand the context of St. Louis history – you don't understand why we are the way we are and why we have some of the tensions that we do yeah. and some of the policies that we do. I mean, you go back to some strange superstitions, but we I mean, we've been found several times by several different nationalities. We were Spanish, we were Native American. Right. You know, we were French. And you know, Hernando de Soto came through here in fifteen eighties and found the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I mean he didn't mm-hmm. discover it, it was here. <laughs> Other people had already discovered it. But yeah, we've been claimed several times and we have a lot of strange uh, or different um, superstitions or customs like the raising of the three flags ceremony. Some businesses downtown still do this for good luck. And it's you raise the Spanish flag and then you raise the French flag and then you raise the St. Louis oh, flag. Oh, really? Yeah. That's See, that's Three cool. flags tavern, three flags ceremony. That's where that comes from. Right. And I mean, that was a very emotional day, the day that we were no longer Spanish territory. Yeah, People right. People forget that, I mean... We got a lot of culture here. Yeah. Well, I love that aspect of it because it's not just, you know, 
hearing voices or doing whatever, but there's, there's that, that historical context is cool. Right. And then what about the what about the witch's tea, which I think is pretty cool. You, you had one. We, so we do something a little bit different um, as a paranormal team. So again, we don't follow templates. We are. I was a rebel in the field because I didn't know any better, and it's been great. She had no bad habits to break. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I came in and decided this is something that we need to do because we can do it better than how it's being done. And I'm not an unintelligent person, and I'm tired of these tours that insult my intelligence. Yeah, um, I just I believe, and I'm a believer, but I understand why there's only certain people that want to actually spend their money to do these because they've been so hokey in the past. And some of these things are unbelievable. And so, you know, we want to offer something that even if you're not a believer any way, shape or form, you're still going to find these tours entertaining. Yeah. And the historical accuracy, again, the team, the witches part of this, um, again, not following a template, Believe it or not, um, there are niches and subcultures in this world that just don't want to cross paths, even if we're in the same ballpark. So mm-hmm. um, pagans, um, people who follow just alternative spiritual beliefs, don't typically intermingle with paranormal investigators right, for right. a few different reasons. One, the two are typically skeptical of one another. And some people who practice magic or natural healing don't think that what they're doing is going to work if you have a lot of electronic devices in the area. And quite frankly, some people don't want to be videotaped or recorded while they're doing something that could be considered somewhat controversial. Right, right. We get it. We get ridiculed a lot. Oh, you're mm-hmm. a ghost hunter. You have no idea what we do. <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm not stupid. You know, like <laughs> we're intelligent people that have put together something really cool that mm-hmm. we want to share with others. And the witch's tea is um, designed to allow people to come in who would love to talk to real practicing witches. They're lovely people. Um, no one's getting turned into toads. No, you know, nothing. Is our friend Becky Noble involved in this at all? Ever? I don't know. Oh, okay, because Becky's a Becky's be one of my Wiccan friends. She's oh. a longtime uh, listener to the show. I think you know Becky. You might have probably met her before. I've met but her before, but I don't. She, I Becky, you need recall. to come down to the shop. Yeah, Becky. Right, you know, she's a Wiccan because when I was in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, in Mount Horeb, there was a there was this huge group of Wiccans, and they lived in Mount Horeb, and they were all. I mean, they were great people. They were very nice mm-hmm. people, but they just happened to be Wiccan mm-hmm. witches. And, and there's there. Are, I mean, just like we don't want to be pigeonholed with the paranormal, other paranormal stereotypes, um, neither do witches. I mean, that's such a personal belief system, and everybody practices that a little different. Yeah. But the reason we do the witches' tea is we're lucky enough to work with uh, two women, um, Michelle and Carrie Lynn, who are the real deal. And these women have been practicing for 20, 25 years and they're very effective and they're very knowledgeable. And so we want people to come in and and talk to them and ask them questions that they might normally be embarrassed about. The first question I asked is, okay, is eye of newt a real thing? I mean, I wanted to know. So I asked Carrie Lynn, is there really an eye of newt? And of course she laughed at me, but we don't want people to continue to think the wrong things. We're open for people to ask us questions. And so from 7 to 9 p.m. every other Friday, it's open forum. People can come in. They can talk to these women. Um, several other witches tend to come as well. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know them by looking at them necessarily. And it's 
it's really great. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're crossing lines and something else that has been a natural byproduct of what we've been doing that we didn't expect, but it's lovely, is we have more minorities of multiple backgrounds, right, that come and, and are interested in what we're doing because we're not the cheesy Mm-hmm. type of ghost tour mm-hmm. um they want to learn they want to know more and mm-hmm. now we have uh, let's see how do we say this we have <laughs> sensitive subjects that we're able to tackle and talk about very openly and very comfortably and again the the byproduct of us coming together and, and talking about this is we're kind of healing some wounds yeah um that we've had in our city and you know some of these racial tensions and things that we know are there whatever political side you're on doesn't matter we can't do what we do and not talk about politics and history but it's not our opinions it's okay we know this happened and here's the written proof that it happened here's the result of that and here's the potential paranormal activity that comes from that or the the strange history from that that we want to share and then we move on. And it's for everyone. I mean, St. Yeah. Louis history is everyone's history. Yeah. And, and there might yeah, there, and there might be a reason why, uh, because I think it's been a perplexing issue for a long time, because everybody's always wondering when they travel and you go to Montgomery, Alabama or something, and you're thinking, wow, this is in the South and this city is less segregated than St. Louis is. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there might be reasons why St. Louis – and St. Louis is mm-hmm. one of the most segregated mm-hmm. cities I've mm-hmm. ever been to. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I, it's amazing to me. And there, and, and there could be through learning through the history of St. Louis and, and just all the different fiefdoms that were developed and all those kinds of things. Right. There might be a reason why that is. I mean you yeah. could – there's there might be something to that that actually is rooted in – you know our our past and our histories that you guys, even though you're haunted St. Louis Tours dot com, have been able to kind of uncover or at least explore those kinds of things. It's pretty cool, it, you know. It's true, and that's not what we intended. I mean, we right. didn't set out to be historians necessarily yeah. or, or cultural leaders of any. I mean, that's not what we intended yeah, yeah, to yeah. do, but. Man, it's really cool that that's it's, also happening, and we it's are really neat that you things. can with with this business that we've started is that we have so many contacts out in the field that are experts, and we can go to mm-hmm. them and say, "Well, we know a guy who, or we know a gal mm-hmm. who," and then yeah. bring that person yeah. in. So that's cool. I mean, I did, eventually, I did, we could probably have a, a like a witch's tea um, type thing where we would bring a person in, like a little mini. Yeah. Like a speaker Chat. series yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because I didn't even know, for instance, I love the related pages because this is cool. Uh, <laughs> St. Louis Witches Council. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I, I think people can learn a lot, you know, just by exploring a little bit of, mm-hmm. of this with you. And I, from the historical aspect, I'm totally fascinated. Uh, but also, it, I didn't realize how broad your your coverage is. I think that's amazing. We didn't so. know it was going to be. Yeah. But that's... That's how it should be. I mean, we're right. not going to stick to a template of just right. jumping out and scaring you it, at a ghost tour. When we first started out, I mean, it was just trips to the to the library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And looking up some of these old books, you know, 1820-type books. And yeah. You find something, and then you find something, and you're like, 
holy cow, this is something else. <laughs> You're flipping right. pages. The, and the lunatic asylum the, the in lunatic Sular. The lunatic asylum in Sular. We didn't yeah. know there was one. Yeah. We, Wait, we think we now, did, they, did they call it a lunatic asylum? Mm-hmm. St. Vincent's. St. Vincent de Paul. St. Vincent's home for the insane. No, that's, that, 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 that's not like where... Because uh, the, there's there's a currently condos not in some. City, that's not that's not, not the city, city hospital. hospital. Okay, right. No. Oh well, so this is really. And they <laughs> called it a lunatic asylum. Yeah, and get wow. this, it was right across the street from a school for orphans. Wow. For thirty years, <laughs> oh and where there's a and I'm about to out this company. Sorry, <laughs> it's like clean uniform or something like that. Right there, like Seventh and Broadway. Right there was the cemetery. Wow. And we have a history in St. Louis. Talk about reasons for paranormal activity. As soon as property values go up, we disinter cemeteries all the time, and move people. Yeah. I mean, and our founding get families. We don't, right. and that's the thing. You're not going to get everybody. And so not that cemeteries are naturally haunted because typically people are dead before they're yeah. brought there. Right. Um, but maybe where there was a cemetery and if you're left behind and the rest of your family's remains have been taken somewhere else, I'd be kind of ticked off too and maybe yeah. stalk the place. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. And plus I'm surprised they called them lunatics. It's like, I didn't know, you know, it's next to the like the the dumbass house. Right. Like, oh, oh, that's, that's, why'd you that's call him lunatic? That's out in Fenton. Normally, you wouldn't <laughs> think they'd call them uh, call them names like that, but oh, but now the, the other thing too is, do you go? You guys go as far as so like the didn't the isn't there some weird thing with the Coke Cemetery uh, near Jefferson Barracks? Coke Hospital, the old Coke, Coke Hospital, Hospital. Yeah. yeah. That was um, a tuberculosis hospital, and there were tunnels underneath that building. And the building is long torn down. Uh-huh. Um, I was there maybe a year and a half ago and had just a strange experience on the grounds themselves. Um, it's grown over and wooded now, um, but I was walking through there and had someone else with me. And... Right about here, I heard the snort of what was probably a very large animal, Ugh. and I just kind of backed out, and we left. But yeah, <laughs> that's um, crazy. Yeah, it's, All right. it's a creepy place. Well, so <laughs> the the next question, and, I'm not, and I, I got to go because here, but but. Uh, is do you all um, you guys could do a show right? You guys could do like an hour long show a oh, week on this easily. stuff, couldn't you? I think so. You We're, should do that. We should set that up for once we get our new studio done and we get the the network done. I think you guys could you had fun with that and have you oh, know yeah. have, have, we all have our phone lines up and take calls. Oh, I'd love to oh, take questions from people. That, yeah, that's where that fills my bucket. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to answer questions, and we're also not afraid to say. We've never heard that before. Yeah. We don't know. We'll get back to you. We're not going to make stuff up. So well, so we'll great. talk well, about you that. Because I she's really shy. Yeah, <laughs> super chatty. behind the camera. You know, might be okay. Well, I think it's great. I, I'm fascinated by it. And uh, I, I would love for you guys to do something like that. Because that'd be, that'd be a ton of fun. I know I would listen for sure. But I'd love to come down. So you, where are you guys located again exactly? Your storefront? 338 North 4th Street. 338 North mm-hmm. 4th Street. And if you go to... Haunted STL uh, right there on Facebook. And, of course, I just put the page up on the Almond Facebook page, too, Did so you, you guys can do that. Did you want to tell about the Halloween? We, I can, okay. if you'd Might like to. Might okay. as well. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. One of the things we're really proud of um, is that we get to do, for the second year in a row now, um, we're the only group that gets to go in and do paranormal history tours at the old courthouse downtown. And that, of course, is federal property. My yeah. grandfather was a, a ranger there for 30 oh, years. Oh, really? Um, and that took some convincing that this wasn't 
going to be your typical cheesy ghost tour. Um, and I hope that we've earned their respect and I know they've earned mine, but we give an one hour long, very intelligent, very engaging paranormal history tour of a place that most people from St. Louis have only been to on their fourth grade field. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we encourage people to come back, not just for our tour, but just go there, visit your institutions downtown and in the surrounding areas and learn something about us. So so when is this then? Halloween night. Oh, Halloween Halloween night even. Wow. It's it's a one night a year thing and that's where we choose to to spend yeah. our Halloween because that's an icon of St. Yeah. Louis and that's the way we want to do things. Well, that answers my question because I was going to actually ask you kind of a stupid gratuitous question which was <laughs> like, "Oh, so what do you guys do on Halloween?" So I, you know, well, I, there is I got that my meme answer. out there. Oh, you guys dress up for Halloween. We do this all year long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Halloween's not, I mean, it, it's yeah. still my favorite holiday, but it's definitely yeah. more of a working holiday. Like, right. I look forward to like November 1st where things slow down. Yeah. We sort of get back into the normal for yeah. us, normal. But well, every day's Halloween for us. <laughs> yeah, it's normal, yeah. paranormal, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's fascinating. And you guys should be congratulated for not only just getting your hands dirty and starting this business but also just for being so cool in terms of your presentation and teaching us and i'm i am hooked so that's awesome Um, thank you for having. thank you guys yeah Yeah, Yeah. it was fun hauntedstltours.com but check it out on facebook there's a lot of really cool stuff you guys post up there so looks like you you guys are very active there we are and mama k thank you for my beautiful tomatoes Enjoy. I love it. They're very tasty, my mom says. Oh, so. I bet. My mommy says. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you all know Mama Kay, right? So, Holly, how long have we known each other? Oh, my God. Since long time. Yeah. Before Mark. Yeah. 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 B-M. Before Mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, well, I don't mean... What I'm saying is... <laughs> That's what I mean. It was like BC, right, you know, right. that's what I meant. Idiot. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way at all. Anyway, great to see you guys and congrats on your place. Can't wait to check it out in person. I'm glad you guys have a storefront. So yeah, you have a, come see us. so people can get a t shirt and yep. do whatever. Awesome. Okay. Tim makes our t shirts. Oh, you do? Yep. All right. Yep. Awesome. Good. Yep. Lacey, Tim, Mama Kay. Thank you so much. Thanks for having Good to see you guys. Hey, folks, uh, back tomorrow. By the way, keep an eye out for my Facebook page. I think it's probably going to be today if I have time, but you all know all this crap going down with the Catholic Church, right? And because I don't really trust the media, I'm not going to take this story to the media, so I'm going to do it right on my Facebook page, and it involves some people who are currently really high up in the Catholic Church, and you'll be fascinated by what I'm going to expose on my Facebook page. I don't know whether it's going to be today because I'm kind of getting my stuff together on it, but it will be within the next uh, 24 hours or so. So stay tuned for that. RadioFreeAlmond.com. Thank you, Discovery Design, DiscoveryDesignInc.com. We are in the Discovery Design studio. So thanks a ton for that, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.